Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. I'm Chance Ellison. I'm Russell Howe. And this is Joy by Chance. Joy comes to talk all things movies, television, streaming, sports, all that good shit. And we are in week two of Movie March, which means this is the week we're reviewing the second Hunger Games film, The Hunger Games Catching Fire. The continuation. The longest. The, the <laughs> longest. God, the ungodly long version. And we'll get, to, but we'll get to that later. Uh, for right now, we have other things to discuss. First of which, uh, look, football. Football is football. Maybe in the offseason, but right now, free agency is in full swing. We have some a lot of big roster moves that happen. Uh, we talked last week about how Alex Smith got released. Uh, we have some franchise tags to talk about. First of which, uh, Justin Simmons from the Broncos got the franchise tag. Uh, let's see, Allen Robinson got a franchise tag. Leonard Williams got a franchise tag. Chris Godwin got a franchise tag. Uh, those, those are basically the big, big taggings. We we have some contract re- contract renewals or contract uh, restructuring. A uh, couple couple major ones. First of which is. Uh, well, uh, Buccaneers extended Levante David. He got a new deal, a new two-year extension worth $25 million. Uh, uh, the uh, te- Houston Texans uh, realized David Johnson is not the answer and signed former Ravens running back Mark Ingram. Uh, Tom Brady, you continue to say, what the fuck is retirement, uh, signed a one-year contract extension. Yeah, he's at four. I thought it was he's at he's at four though. I thought it wasn't it. He's today? at he's at four now. Okay. Yeah. What the fuck? Crazy. I really believe we're gonna see Tom Brady like die on the field of old age at one day. He's getting number eight, man. I'm telling you, it's gonna happen within the next couple years. I think. And maybe the most baffling signing of all free agency. Yes. Uh, Let's talk baffling. about it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the Patriots, in their infinite wisdom, decide to re-sign Cam Newton for another year. See that? I didn't think you were going that route. I thought the other one. Oh, what was I thought the other one? The other big resigning of quarterback. Um, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that later. But we'll talk about that. We'll no, get, we'll get into this. Cam Newton. Cam Newton staying in New England for another year. I mean, it's head scratching. I did read that. I mean, obviously, he's a point in his career now where he wants to stay in one spot. Um, I think he has a lot to prove. Obviously, last year was just a just an awful season. It was it was a weird season. You know what I mean? Um, six touchdowns. Six him passing some, touchdowns, Russell. Six. You gotta give him weapons. He has nobody. He has no. I, you know, he does honest, have honestly, no weapons. Has, dude, Edelman got hurt. I think Edelman was hurt, and they didn't have anybody the rest of the year. So I think that if no you weapons. put some talent around him, yeah, and uh, I think he, I think he could produce. Thing is, they do have a lot. Of, they do have a lot of cap space heading into free agency, so they could yeah. make a play for some big free agents. And Emmanuel Sanders is on a table now, so I wouldn't even be surprised if you see something like that coming on. That's true. Emmanuel Sanders has been released yeah. by the Saints, which sucks, but he's he's a reliable target, so he could. He's yeah. gonna land somewhere. He's good. Yeah, yeah. You talking about the, now the big the one you're talking about, you're talking about the Chiefs, aren't uh, you? No, really. What what what, what do you think of that? Talk about the waste of money. Uh, the Cowboys. Oh my god! Oh Dak my god! Prescott. How could I forget? Serious? Okay, yeah. So let's talk, let's talk about let's talk one about line. Dak Prescott. You guys won one playoff game. You're gonna give him like what thirty or forty million a year? So yeah, Dak Prescott had look, Dak Prescott. He he got his money, dude. <laughs> Uh, wow. Dak Prescott. Uh, they fought, him and him and Jerry Boy finally came to terms. Uh, oh, wow. He has signed a four-year deal worth one hundred sixty million dollars, and not worth any of it. No, tr- no trade, cl- no trade clause, no tag clause, and one hundred twenty-six of that guaranteed. 
ridiculous. I mean, I, I mean, he's a, I mean, he's an okay quarterback. He's not top ten. Um, I could tell. I throw out ten quarterbacks right now that are better than him. Really? I just don't think. Huh? Really? Who, who, who are the ten that are about D- Dak oh. Prescott? All right, here we go. Obviously, Mr. Brady. I'll go one there. Let's see. I'll go. I'll say Roethlisberger. I'll say uh, Rogers. Um, I'll say Mahomes. I'll say uh, who else? Who else can we throw? Watson, I'd say I, 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 I would. What's that? Watson, Wilson. Watson. I, I'd throw Watson, Wilson. I'd throw. Uh, I mean, Carr went healthy. I think Carr's pretty decent. Josh Allen on uh, a good day. Josh. Josh Allen obviously had a fantastic year this year. Uh, Matty Ice when had you know when you know healthy and has a good you know good, good season. I think he's up there. Um, I throw. I, uh, shit, I throw Stafford before. Um, Dak Prescott, uh, yeah, is that uh, is that ten? <laughs> maybe, but just doesn't matter. But doesn't it feels matter. Feels like it. But like, look, what a, is yeah. da- Dak Prescott a solid quarterback? But hundred twenty six million guaranteed. No, that's. I mean, it's ridiculous. Here's my thing. Okay, they're overpaying for all these players. Look at the look at the budget they have between the three players between Amari Cooper, completely washed up now. You have uh, Ezekiel Elliott, completely underperformed last Which, year. And I, yeah, I, I, that, I think that's, I, I think ridiculous. Amari I think Amari just signed a, uh, like a hundred million dollar contract. Also, <laughs> he's not even that. I mean, and he's like reaching the back end of his like. Uh, he's been in the league quite some quite some time now. Um, I think he's kind of on the back end of his career, isn't he? He is, yeah. Because I'm yeah. saying he he's been in the league for quite some time. I'm thinking, he's, so he's, he's, he's not like. Let me see how how old is Amari Cooper? That's a good question. But he's been in the league for quite. I swear to God, I feel like he was on the Raiders and then he went to Dallas. I feel like he's been there for. Or I feel like he's been there for a while. He's 26. He's been in the league since 2015. Really? Yeah. I feel like he's been around forever. It, 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 it feels like that way, doesn't it? Dude, I really, I'm sure. Really, he's. He's only been in the league for six years. Yeah. Dude, I feel like he's been. How long was he with the Raiders? He was with the Raiders for, for four seasons. He was with them. Okay, well, well, three. He, he got traded mid twenty eighteen, so he was there for 15, 16, 17. Jesus. And Lord. then eighteen, okay, and so start of eighteen, he got traded to the Cowboys. All right, so I'm wrong. Uh, yeah, I swear I thought he was in like almost close to double digits in his years. I feel like he's been in the league forever. Um, I just, I mean, he's a he's a good receiver. I mean, he's not top five. No, oh, no, I mean, not, not even close. Not even it. I mean, maybe I'll give you maybe bottom of top ten. No, um, not. I wouldn't even give him that, honestly. Well, I mean, there's a lot of receivers out there. I mean, there's a lot of receivers out there. He's like maybe he's like yeah. top. He's like maybe top twenty-five. Top twenty-five, yeah. But I'm saying they're not loading all this money on on this team, and they're not producing. So I don't understand. While Dak may be their answer now, they think so. I don't think he's he's not worth 160 million dollars for four years. He hasn't shown you that. Not to, not to mention, like you have glaring holes other places that you're not gonna be able to fill now. No, like even like even like even just like defense, like like you have gaping holes in the defense. You don't have yeah, much like, of a secondary. Yeah, like, like, yeah, Dak can't play secondary. Yeah. No, and that's the thing. Like, and regardless if you have like offense, those three positions don't make up the whole entire offense. You need an offensive line to protect Prescott. You need a good like decent fullback for blocking. You need a nice tight end. Tight ends are. Are the hot commodity in the NFL now? A lot of a lot of teams are doing their damage with tight ends. If you look at you know Kansas City, San Francisco, you know other other teams that have or, uh, Kansas City, even Kansas City before that with uh, Gonzalez uh, or San Diego or LA, I should say when they had um, Gates. I mean they're yeah. making their way. Heath Miller back when he was playing for the Steelers. Uh, I mean, Austin Hooper that one season he had with yeah. the Falcons. So you have a lot, you know, you have a lot there that they they could be like getting, and they they're just not. They're throwing out too much money on these guys that they're they haven't really they've underperformed. 
Like they 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 basically spent like 160 million dollars to still go eight and eight. I'm sorry, but my, nine and eight next season. That's an expensive. That's an expensive price for failure. I mean, it, it really is. If you think about it, like I'm, I'm seriously, that's that's a huge tag for a failure. Uh, I just, oh, man, I just don't know. I mean, while that that division is absolute atrocious, I mean, you may get in the playoffs with an under 500 record, and it, still, but, but you'll still get bounced in the first round. Yeah, I mean, who are you going to beat? The Packers. The Packers could beat you. Tampa Bay could beat you. Uh, you know, the Saints could beat you. Oh, I forgot Breeze on that quarterback list to throw him on there too. Oh, duh, Breeze. Um, yeah, I, I wasn't even thinking. Like again, it, but that's what I'm saying. He's not a top ten quarterback. Um, I do wonder. I, I do wonder where he ranks in terms of biggest contracts in sports or in, fo- that's in football. Be damn near. Uh, I think the one that really comes to mind is really. Uh, the one that I really remember the most is uh, what uh, Stanton for the Yankees was it like a shit ton of money? He was t- he was a ton. I think the uh, Trout. I think L- uh, the Anaheim gave him a ton. Mike Trout is a really expensive contract, but he produces every year though. I he mean, did, again, he did. He did. The, let's see what happens at the back end of those contracts because I remember when Miguel Cabrera went from the um, Marlins, got traded to the Tigers. They signed a huge deal, and he was productive. Now you see him now at the back end of his career injuries and just not producing so you know while it's all good when you start throwing out the big the big money right then and there the payout at the end is not that good yeah i mean that's just it's it's, it's an inc- it's an incredible thing that's because like you, you could have gotten russell Wilson for probably cheaper and he's probably a better quarterback also absolutely i mean i think he is he's i mean he's just as agile if not more agile on his feet when he's he makes a lot of plays with his feet um, has a has a better arm than Dak. I would I would say so. Um, yeah, you totally could have uh, had a, and a guy who has proven that he's a winner. He's won a Super Bowl. He's been to playoffs. You know what I mean? He, he's I mean he's a seasoned vet. It's it's crazy they spent that much money on him. I think it's ridiculous. Yeah, Dak got his <laughs> Dak got his. He got paid. Yeah, I mean, and it's like a Bobby Bonilla contract if you think about it. Really, I mean, and I think that what he's still making money off that contract. Uh, Bonilla, um, Bonilla's been making money off the contract for a long time. But Bonilla, man, I don't know who the hell thought that. Hey, that's a great idea. Like, okay, yeah. <laughs> I mean, shit, if anybody should have got that contract from the Pirates, should have been Bonds. That's true. But well, I mean, Bonds, with, well, yeah. Bonds, pre steroids. Because hey, now even even post steroids, he was dude. How he's not in the Hall of Fame is completely head scratching. But steroids again, <laughs> steroids. That's the, that's how. Yeah, I, I understand that, but I mean, still, I mean, while it doesn't, uh, I don't think steroids makes you bigger. I get, you know, uh, muscular wise, it still doesn't. Your hand, you still have to have hand eye coordination. Um, steroids can't, you know what I mean, fix that. Um, I think he's. We, 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 we never tried steroids. Well, I mean, maybe we'll have to <laughs> trial and error for notorious by chance. <laughs> we were, Who knows? <laughs> next, next, next March, we're reviewing steroids. <laughs> If our uh, our YouTube count gets to a thousand, we'll document a day in the life of. <laughs> there you have it. <laughs> yeah, uh, but the other the other one I want to talk about is the Kansas City Chiefs because uh, yeah, after yeah, yeah. being embarrassed in the Super Bowl, that's that's what I thought you were talking about. I totally forgot. But no, that's all good. I totally forgot about that because this this one's more recent. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, we saw what happened after the oh, Super Bowl. Lord. Patrick Mahomes was basically running for his life, and he he was de- he was granted he was dealing with an offensive line that was riddled with injury. So what's the answer? Obviously, you cut the two tackles who were injured and didn't play. Yeah, I mean, because why would you do that? Like, okay. 
Yeah, we have Pat. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes had to run for his fucking life every play. Well, now you get to do that for 17 games a year. The guys that weren't in the game completely jinxed them. We're gonna get rid of them. <laughs> yeah. So How? Why, why weren't you looking for Mahomes? We're both in. We were injured. Yeah, that's crazy. No, and even his contract was huge too. And that's another thing. Like they're now restructuring his contract. As they should, because they're thinking, "Oh shit!" You know, we're again. That's the other thing that really kind of drives me crazy in these in these sports with big money and stuff like that. They even Kaepernick and I'll even say Jimmy G got it too. It's that it's that. Oh, you had a one good year. Let's go ahead and throw everything but the kitchen sink at you. You know what I mean? For money, it's you got to wait a little bit. Those are fluky seasons. Look at Jimmy G after, couldn't stay healthy. So, you know. Yeah, I mean, I I, I imagine the reaction from the office was, Patrick Mahomes can't do this by himself. Then why did we give him half a billion dollars? You need to buff up that uh, O-line, man. Yeah, and <laughs> and they're doing the exact opposite. Yeah, so it's going to be, again, I mean, they're going to win the AFC West because AFC West is another garbage division. I mean, Chargers were decent, but uh, fizzled yeah. out. And who else you have? You have Oakland or Vegas is not going to do much. And Char- Char- man, Den- Char- Chargers, Chargers are the most entertaining team in football to watch cause they, because they – the way they lose games just defies logic. It does. I mean, it really, it really does. It, it takes a special team to choke leads, choke that type of you know games away like that. <laughs> yes, but um, yeah, uh, <laughs> the draft this year is going to be very interesting. Very interesting. I mean, it's the my team, Pittsburgh. We we made a couple signings. Uh, we we signed some. We signed Ray McLeod, our punt returner, for another year. We signed Marcus Allen, who's another promising young player, for another year. We announced we're not for Ben coming back for a year. Ben coming back for another year after a restructured contract. Uh, the Niners did the Niners have a, a signing? They just signed, I think, what two year deal for one of their running backs. I think. Yeah. Can't I don't remember his name. He, he's he's a backup the most, or I can't think. Oh God, I just saw that too. I should I should probably know that. Ugh. I forgot his You're name, but, but, I, but I saw that. But I saw that extension. Yeah, that's all I saw really that they they really did. And they signed a couple other guys like the one year contracts, but they're guys that they really need to sign are the defensive guys that uh, that that's going to really make or break uh, how they finish next year. Um, I, I know I'm waiting on Sherman to leave because I think he's the writing on the wall on that one. He's pretty much done in San Francisco. Um, which I get. They don't want to pay that much money. I get it. You know what I mean? For a guy especially coming on. Now, he's coming into the back end of his career. Um, injury prone. You know, can't really stay healthy. Um, I think he had a lot. He had a rough. I mean, of course, we all did. Every single player for that team had a rough year. The, four, the 49ers year. had a rough year. Yeah. I mean, but they're there. I mean, when healthy, I think, you know, they're one of the you know elite teams in the NFC. Um there's not that many elite teams in the NFC, so I think that you know they can absolutely make a run at it with you know the right roster. Yeah, uh, remar- remarkable, remarkably though, Deshaun Watson still in Houston. And that's crazy, and because I know you know we were obviously talking about you know my team trying to get Watson. I just don't know what you give up for that. You know what I mean? And it seems like with talks with Lynch and stuff like that, they they're kind of steadfast on keeping Jimmy G. Which I mean, I, I'm for. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. If you're going to upgrade, I mean, I'll take Watson. I'll take Stafford. I mean, for sure. But I mean, he got us to the Super Bowl, so wouldn't it be cool? We get Alex Smith as a backup, and like <laughs> Jimmy G would go down or something like that. Alex Smith like takes him to the Super Bowl and wins something. That'd be kind of fun. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, again, this, this off season is just starting. So, oh or, yeah. yeah, I mean, or, or free agency today is just starting. So yeah, it's 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 going to get crazy. It'll it'll get. Uh, March Madness crazy, I'm sure. Yeah, n- yeah, n- n- yeah. A lot of things are gonna, 
Yeah. A lot of things are going to keep falling. We'll, we'll be falling when they do. Uh, next of which is a, our regular segment. First is trailer talk. Uh, only have one thing to talk about today. <laughs> and that is the first trailer for The Unholy. So The Unholy is a horror film directed by Evan... Who the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So this is written... This is directed by the writer of Hercules 2014... Tinkerbell and the Lost Treasure, and oh boy. 2017's Beauty and the Beast, which I like, which we both like. So I mean, yeah. yeah. Uh, he also wrote the script for uh, Charlie's Angels and The Huntsman: Winter's War. Oof! This is the Oof. directorial debut of this person, and uh, this is this movie follows uh, a young hearing impaired girl who suffers from. Suppose visitation from the Virgin Mary and is inexplicably able to hear, speak, and heal the sick. Uh, word spreads, and then a journalist, played by Jeffrey Dean Morgan, is helping to revive his Another career. horror movie. <laughs> yeah, another horror movie. Yeah, because uh, he was in the... Um, oh, shit, what was it? It was the one with the... Oh, man. He was in one... I want to say the last couple years he was in one. I mean, the last Possession, the Possession or something like that, maybe. At some point, he was in a horror movie. Yeah, he's definitely been in a couple... The, he was in the possession. He was in the possession. He was, yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, so basically, kind of him, like basically an, another possession movie. Again, so yeah. Jeffrey Dean Morgan, William Sadler's in the film. Gary Elwes is somewhere in the movie. I don't, I don't remember seeing him in the trailer. Um, sure. But yeah, uh, Russell, what do you think of the trailer for um, trailer for the Unholy? I mean, it's your typical horror movie trailer. You got to end with that like that jump scare. You know what I mean? That jump scare coming April second stuff. You know what I mean? It's it looks okay. I mean, I don't think the movie's going to be that great. Um, I like the whole idea of, like, exorcism, so I, I do like that when it's done right. Um, I know, you know, obviously we, we both like The Exorcist, um, you know, William Friedkin uh, classic. And then the other ones I like, though, like like possession movies are, like, The Exorcism of Evelyn Rose I always go back to. I always think that that's, that was a well-done movie for that's, PG-13. That's a, that's a really good one. And it's a, it's a well done movie, and I, I feel like we get the same shit though over and over again, like with the devil inside, you know, um, oh, the Vatican tapes, all these different things with like you know possessions and stuff like that. I don't know. I think it's going to be one of those ones. It almost had like a La Llorona type vibe to it. You know what I mean? And this honestly uh, has it has a perfect release of April second, so this, it comes out Easter. It's weekend. Easter weekend, dude. I laughed my ass off when I saw that coming this Easter. I'm like, th- I'm like, <laughs> I loved when horror movies used to do that shit, dude. I remember. Um, for years there a couple years in a row uh they used to come they used to release horror movies on christmas yeah um that was a huge thing because i remember like the black christmas not this one but the last one that they did came out on christmas and wolf creek came out on a christmas too um i just think it was funny though i saw that i laughed my ass off i thought it was so funny that they're they're really doing that <laughs> but uh yeah no uh, i think i think it was interesting enough and i like jeffrey Newmore, yeah. so I'll, 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 I'll watch him in things yeah, I mean, it looks okay. I mean, I think this is, I mean, again, it's going to be that cheesy jump scare shit, but I mean, it's been a while since we've seen a horror movie in theaters or, you know, even on, yeah, so I'm, I'm totally down for it. And The Unholy is set for, like I said, it's set for a release April 2nd of 2020. 2021. Yep. So what is what is time? I mean, it's... <laughs> I feel like we we played like it's it's just it's a whole entire it's like Groundhog Day. Yeah. Uh, so that's it. That's the old, like the only trailer I have to talk about today. 
Uh, now move on to notorious news. First of which is we got to talk about Space Jam 2. Oh, because, man. Russell, there's some controversy. Cancel, cancel culture, man. Cancel culture and hashtag not my Lola bunny. Oh my god! Oh yeah, yeah, because she's like yeah. So like, there yeah, are a couple. There are a couple different controversies surrounding Space Jam Two. First of which was surrounding Lola Bunny. Oh yeah, <laughs> in that she has been redesigned. Yeah, she's a little bit less sexier than you remember she's, her. She's a little less curvy. Yeah, just a little bit. She's more uh, more wholesome. She's more your plain Jane now. She looks more like a woman who would play in the WNBA. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Not no taking offense, anything away from no the, offense the to anyone who there, plays though. in the WNBA. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I completely. But she, agree. she looks like someone who she looks like an ass. She looks like someone who plays basketball. Yeah. <laughs> but people, yeah. people saw us. People were pissed, like unnaturally I mean, pissed. Yeah, I mean, it's like, yeah. I mean, I get it because, like, on, I remember when I we watched it when it when it came out in theaters, um, and that was what back in '96. Yeah. Um. It was one of those ones where, like, yeah, Lola was, I mean, an attractive cartoon character. You didn't get that much since, like, what, uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? With, uh, yeah. Um, it's always, so the, ra- it it's was, always like, the rabbits that get weird followings. Yeah, seriously, man. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, this is a little bit uh, crazy, yeah, that people are really that upset about it. Yeah, just like, are, are, you, are you really that sexually attracted to a rabbit? That you're... Like, yeah, should we really address that, maybe? Yeah, like, yeah, let's... Help! Help me! Help you! <laughs> yeah, I mean, it doesn't bother me. I mean, I get it. I mean, again, it's a remake. That's the whole thing. You know what I mean? Well, it's, it is. It's, a, it's a sequel. It's not a or, or is it a sequel? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it doesn't even matter. Uh, I'll tell you, man. This was, this is on at my gym today. <laughs> Gotta tell you, uh, this is on at my gym today. We'll talk about it when we review the movie. But yeah, uh, the yeah. Toon Squad versus the Monsters horribly officiated game. Oh, it's really bad. That's a. I mean, honestly, I know you really like that movie, and I mean, I, I still have a little nostalgic, you know, vibe. I rewatched it. I mean, it's it's not good. No, it's not. But I'll, it, I'll fully admit it's not good. But. I mean, but but hey, I'm if it's on TV, I mean, I, I would watch it just because again, it was that nostalgic vibe. I was 13 years old going to see that movie, so it was like one of those things where it's every, like, wow, every this time, is really every, cool. Every time Quasi D starts with the "Come on, it's Lamb," and welcome to the oh, jam, dude. And don't even get me started. R, R, R. Kelly, I believe I can fly. Oh right. my god, I love that song. Now, um, uh, the other controversy surrounding Space Jam 2 is surrounding one character. Another character. <laughs> you never would imagine. N- you never. Okay, well, you kind of would based on recent events, but. Uh, oh, yeah, Pepe, but. Not in this way. No, uh, no Pepe way. Le Pew. Oh, man. It was, it was announced that Pepe Le Pew will not be. He's been, he's been canceled. He will not be in the sequel. You've disappointed the two people that were probably looking forward to seeing Pepe uh, Le Pew. Again. Uh, but uh, you would again. But the way people reacted, you would think he's like the oh, most popular like character. You would think yeah. he's the most popular Looney Tunes character. Like you took Superman out of the Justice League or something. Exactly. Like that. No, that's a great analogy. Yep. Yeah, seriously, because uh, people really, really, really like uh, Facebook blew up over it. It was crazy. It I did. See all this people I, I like saw adding like, stuff on it. I'm like, okay, look, I'm like Pepe Le Pew. I liked him fine. He was never. Yeah. Like, I, I saw he's not gonna be. I'm like, I'm like okay. Because like he was just he was never my favorite he was never my favorite Looney Tune he was the Looney Tune that I really no. just never thought about unless he was on. I was like Taz, so I mean I was a Taz guy. Yeah, ta- um, yeah, Taz. Yeah, and all the important like Bugs is still there. Daffy, Taz, Sylvester, Tweety. That's all the all the good ones. Yeah, yeah like, all, sure. all the all the ones you give a shit about. Why are we focusing so much energy on Pepe Le Pew? Dude, it, it's and I mean people are like focusing hard on it, man. It's completely crazy. It's it's, so, it's such a random thing to like. It's. 
But if, even given the reason why, that was completely even more ab- absurd. You know what I mean? No, it, it's it's literally like freaking out if it was if it was announced that I don't know what's what's a good analogy. It's like freaking out if it was announced that Tej Parker wasn't going to be in a Fast and Furious movie, or Woody Allen was directing a family film or something <laughs> like that. You know what I mean? You know, it's something <laughs> something a little bit crazier too. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I think that's, that's kind of, outright on that is kind of justified, but. <laughs> No, well, yeah, you know what I mean, though. Like, but what I'm saying is the backlash that they're getting is similar. Oh, right, to right. Okay, no, I, I, I understand. Yeah, I understand yeah, what yeah. you mean. Yeah, I understand. That's, okay, yeah, that's no. what I was trying to say. I wasn't really. No, no, you, no. You're, you're right. You're right. Okay. So, yeah. but yeah, like this is, it's just wild. So, but I mean, look, can can, can the Toon Squad beat the Monsters without Pepe Le Pew? Oh, I mean, <laughs> I mean, maybe. I, I, we, 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 sure. don't, we don't even know if they're playing the Monsters. We don't know. And I not. And I don't even know, like, are are they going to be able to get water now? Because, like, you know, Pepe Le Pew would probably have been a good water water boy choice. You know what Hopefully, I mean? Yeah. I so, know. I mean, to me, like I said, though, man, to hear, like, the reasons why is completely absurd. And, like, this cancel culture shit has to stop. It's completely crazy. Crazy. It's, it's getting bad. I mean, I don't think it's cancel culture. Because when you watch some of the Pepe Le Pew cartoons, I'm looking to be a little, a little yikes. But... But you, but look at look at. I'll go back and I'll 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 go to bad for seventies uh, and eighties films like Animal House, uh, Revenge of the Nerds, like con- con- almost condoning like rape culture and stuff like that. I mean, it's it's the same shit. You know what I mean? It just depends on how you view it. You know what I mean? Right. It's how you view it. Um, it's not saying that we condone this. You know what I mean? That was a different time back then when they made Animal House, when you know uh, Revenge of the Nerds or even Police Academy and other movies like that with like a rapey culture. You know how they portrayed women and stuff like that in films. We did talk. You know, we did talk could, about Animal House. Go, you go listen to that. What's that? We did talk about Animal House. You want to go listen to that episode? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. See another plug. But but what I'm saying is, and even uh, John Hughes classics, '80s films. I think there was one where the the girl was passed out, and it almost. They talked about her passing 16 out. Candles. And, it was sixteen candles about her passing out, and like, did he did he do it with her? You know what I mean? It's there. It's been there. Um, to me, for cartoons and stuff like that, the cartoon character himself is not pr- like trying to, you know, be uh, making unwanted advances on female characters and stuff. I think it's crazy, and uh, you know, I even snowball that. Um, with the whole Eminem thing too, if you really want to like look at it. Oh, that's that right. Like they're you know trying to I mean? cancel based on like a well, the way you lie lyric. Yeah, be- because they're setting the house on fire. Yet the person who really beat in real life beat Rihanna, his music still streams and is still there. I mean, come, like you know what I mean. I mean, but like you the, the, choose your battles. The man. whole the whole thing with like canceling. Why, why don't we try to cancel Chris Brown? Haven't we basically done that already? Like, when's the last time you gave a fuck about Chris Brown? Realistically, we have, but you understand what I'm saying, though. He really hasn't, like, he still makes music, and it's still accessible. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, we're talking about a song that literally, like, and you can even look at music in general. Even before that, Manson would always get under heat, um, and Eminem would make fun of Manson because, again, that was back in, like, the early 2000s when... Again, it was kind of like blaming like Columbine on music that you listen to and stuff like that, pointing blames and like almost justifying things. And it's 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 another go round of that. But I think this is getting a little bit more extreme. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. Again, like it's it's a thing that I'm just not like super upset about. <laughs> no, and that's the thing. That's the other thing. I kind of when I read these things, I'm, like because my wife and I, you know, we have obviously age differences between us, but we still have the same viewpoints on that. It's like one of those things you just have to step away from and just kind of like say, you know what, I'm just not going to give my energy to that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, because it's, it's like, what's next? You know what I mean? That's, it's, it's crazy. Something we, so something we will give our energy to is something I'm very curious to watch now. Uh, it's the Powerpuff Girls. 
Uh, I don't know if you remember this. We we covered this a while back. It was announced that they were doing a CW reboots of the Powerpuff Girls. Can I tell you, I never watched an episode until Ella uh, broke her elbow. And she was in the back in our bedroom, literally, and she started watching the Powerpuff Girls. The remake or the original? The original. Like all the five seasons, I think, or six seasons, I think, that there were. Um watching it i'd never in a million years watched them i remember when they were popular again this was like i was 16 17 i was kind of like off and i just wasn't my thing um she loves them and like i like i said i watched all like majority of these episodes now where i'd never had seen one before in my life and i think it was funny that they literally announced this powerpuff girls movie like literally right after i just got exposed to it well it's a show it's not a movie but yeah well, yeah, yeah, you know, but they, they're right. they're oh, are they doing a show or are they doing a movie? I it's thought a, I was. It's, it's a show. It's a show on CW. Oh, okay, okay. But uh, yeah, they announced the cast for the show. It's going to be it's good because it's of Chloe Bennett from Agents of Shield, Dove Cameron from well, a lot of things, and uh, mostly mostly Disney stuff. And uh, Yana Peralt, who I, she's not real, she's really a newcomer. She's on Jagged Little yeah. Pill on Broadway. But like the log line for this, I find hilarious. It makes me want to check out the show. So this is basically going to be about the Powerpuff Girls kind of like revolting because or like, you know, dealing with the fact that they lost their childhood from maybe the fact that they lost their childhood due to crime fighting. Uh, and now they got to decide they're going to reunite to fight crime again. So, you know, Blossom, the red, the red Powerpuff Girl, the she's she's she's, you know, she got advanced degrees, uh, but she has she's from like trauma and anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> she decided oh, or she's gonna become the leader again. Cam- uh, camera's gonna be bubbles. She was the bubble. She was the bubbly one, as you would expect. Uh, uh-huh. She's, uh, but you know, she she's so, she's, also, she's still chasing the spotlight. She's still chasing fame, and while trying to save the world as well. And Buttercup, who was like the like the super like the hardcore, the violent, the rebellious one. Yeah, uh, she's kind of shed that. She become the more uh, set, the more sensitive, trying to shed the power of girl identity and be living an anonymous life. I read all this. I'm just like, okay, I need to watch this show like right now because this this sounds like some Riverdale shit, and I love Riverdale it's cr- because it's awful. That's oh, great. It's super crazy. Yeah, I, I heard that. I just shook my head. I was like, "What are the odds that I'm like getting exposed to this and they're trying to live action?" And I'm like, "Oh." And, and I and I, I like the Pop Up Girls. I like the Pop Up Girls. I really do. I think it's, I think it was a, I yeah. think it was funny a funny show. I, and yeah. you can vouch you can vouch me because you watch it. It's violent as fuck. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> like, it's it's for sure. It's, yeah. these little, it's these toddlers who like for ten minutes every episode beat the shit out of beat the shit yeah. out of people. They beat the yeah. shit out. Of, like, keep in mind. This is a gritty live-action reboot of a show where three girls beat the shit out of a monkey, <laughs> yeah. a monkey, a Sasquatch, and a transvestite devil. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, it's completely crazy. Yeah, so uh, either way, but just hearing the premise, I, again, I, I like shows when they're good. I love shows when they're good, but I also love them when they're awful. Yeah. So I will definitely be looking forward. To, I, I, just, I can't see what this looks like. Yeah, me too. I, I think I'm more curious about how how they're really going to do that. We need to review the pilot of this show whenever it drops. Yeah, I would I would do that. Yes. So yeah, we'll, we'll call it. We're saying it right now. Whenever the Powerpuff Girls pilot drops, we're going to review it here on the Toad Potential. Yes. Or the YouTube doesn't matter. We'll review it somewhere. Either or. Uh, moving on. Next piece of news we're talking about is uh, Spielberg has lined up his newest project. Uh, this is something a little different than what he 
Uh, the one he usually does. This is this next movie is going to be a. It's basically going to be a biopic about his uh, a story movie based on his own life, his own childhood, and it's looking like Michelle Williams is currently in talks to play his mother. Uh, so yeah, would you ever watch a movie about? Would 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 you be interested in a movie about young Spielberg? Because remember, like he's a dude who just grew up just like idolizing film. In fact, like like the, the movie Super Eight with J.J. Abrams, uh, that happened because you know like him and him and uh, Super Eight had similar childhoods where they would go out and film like things on Super Eight cameras and like make up films. Yeah. So oh, yeah, for sure, I'd be interested. Yeah, because like even like the whole making like when he first got started, he would just go to production company member and just sit sit in like he was working there remember i think that i remember hearing stories about that yeah and um uh, yeah no i mean and look what he's like produced over you know the span of his career like a lot of uh you know classics a lot of a lot of giant hits i mean the guy's a you know a revered director yeah. phenomenal director so yeah. yeah i'd be absolutely curious to see something about that and you know as much as like people have regarded for his like his blockbusters like it's a smaller like more intimate films that i don't feel like get enough attention like you know like Schindler, your schindler's lists yeah your Mun- oh schindler's list i mean yeah, it's fantastic yeah, yeah munich your, your munichs yeah yeah no yeah for sure and I like I like that he's going smaller. It feels like you know, kind of him reflecting on his own life. And I feel like movie filmmakers do that. It can lead to things. It can lead to movies that are like really, really interesting and like really, like really hard, but have a lot of heart to him. So yeah, I, yeah, I think that's I think it's a good idea. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing it. And I love seeing Michelle Williams in anything. So oh yeah, I mean she's fantastic. Anything she does, so should be good. Uh, next piece. Next piece you're talking about. <laughs> I love this next story. Uh, so let's talk about Cocaine Bear. Uh, so Elizabeth Banks has just signed up to direct a film about a bear, <laughs> uh, a bear who eats like seventy pounds of cocaine that falls out of a plane. Oh my god! What? No, and this is the thing. Is, this is based on a true story. This is based on a true story in which, in which a bear, like a full-grown grizzly bear, like a, 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 there's a, a plane full of drugs flying over, a seventy-pound bag of cocaine fell out of it, and it was eaten by a grizzly bear. Unbelievable. Yeah, so you hear that premise. Sure. Uh, being produced by Phil Lord and Chris Miller. <laughs> you hear the bank's directing. You in or not? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I absolutely want to. It's one of those things I, I you can't help but not want to see. Absolutely. I, I, yeah, I agree. I mean, it's something it, completely different. Uh, something like it sounds so barbaric and crazy that I would I, I would watch it. Yeah. I mean, granted, I haven't been like a super, a super big fan of what she's done in the past as a director, but maybe this is the one. Yeah, maybe this is go- this is going to stick. The toilet paper is going to stick to the ceiling on this one. Who knows? <laughs> we could do this. Yeah, we got this. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I, again, bears on cocaine, I am down. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, next piece you're talking about is uh, Chris Pratt has just lined up his next project, and it looks like he's doing a something I'd never even heard about. Uh, looks like he's doing a new series for Amazon, uh, oh. based on novels. But uh, it's gonna be called The Terminalist, based on all by Jack Carr. Never read, never read the thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's gonna be reuniting with his. Actually, be directed by his former Magnificent Seven director Anton Fuqua, and basically tells the story of Chris Pratt, who plays a Navy SEAL, returns home after his team is ambushed and finds himself questioning both his memories and uh, culpability only to be drawn to the shady conspiracy discovering there are forces at play working against him. Uh, c- 
Constance Wu is also is also being looked at to co-star alongside. Him. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. She she is she is co-starring alongside him. Uh, also co-starring uh, Taylor Kitsch is going to be in the show. Gene Triplehorn is going to be in it, and also Riley Keough, who I who's like another upcoming actress I'm a really big fan of. Uh, so, I mean, first of all, let me just say that this looks like to be like a uh, Amazon seems to be like the series for dad shows. Yeah, like all the shows for like dads who buy books at the airport, <laughs> <laughs> which is not me. Jack Ryan, Jack yeah. Reacher, this. It's like a yeah, it's like a specific genre. Yeah, it's, it's like it's like dad military dramas. Yeah, which I'm not, which I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm not a dig. I mean, like some of the shows, no, like they're, I mean, they're fine, but yeah, no, I completely agree. I mean, it's not a dig. I mean, like I real, I really like the Jack Reacher show, not Jack Reacher, Jack yeah. Ryan. I did like Jack Reacher the first one. The first, the first Jack Reacher is good. I mean, I'm not sure about the, the, the series. We haven't seen it yet, but yeah. But yeah, uh, you hear you hear this team. You hear Chris Pratt, and this seems to be like a big departure from what he what you would expect from him because you expect him to be like the funny yeah. guy, the goofball. This is something where he's a little more ground, a little more serious. Uh, yeah. You know how do you how do you feel about Chris Pratt doing a show like this? I mean, I think we've always said that we like when actors, actresses, kind of you know, tiptoe in a different type of genre that they're not really used to. You know what I mean? I think that shows range as an actor and actress. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I mean, I think it looks, I think it sounds fine. I mean, I mean, I, I'll, I would watch something like that. You know what I mean? I would, I would watch something like that. No, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I think that's, again, Chris Pratt's an actor. I've always been a fan of, uh, it's, it, it, it kind of suffer from the same, kind of suffer from the same problem that Jennifer Lawrence, the star of our, current franchise has this first people loved him for the longest time and now they fucking hate him and they were in a movie together passengers they they were, maybe, the, maybe, maybe that's it. it that's what turned him that's what turned him against it that's what turned the war against chris pratt and jennifer passengers too baby let's get it done where is where is passengers too <laughs> let's get let's get let's get that movie off the ground that was that was a tough one too yeesh Oof. that fucking film we're gonna talk about it someday but that fucking film yeah again the trailer made it look more uh, obviously, like it always does, the trailers always make the movie look better than it is. So in in some cases, yeah, in some cases it does. But yeah, again, such again. And there's one thing you can do to fix that movie, which we'll get, which we'll talk about when we ever get to it. But yeah, uh, the term the terminal is set for I would assume a 2022 release based on the fact they're filming it right now. Yeah, probably. Uh, something else that could be a 2022 release, but maybe not, because you know Tom Cruise is gonna do what Tom Cruise wants to do. Uh, Mission Impossible Seven. Uh, oh yeah, no, still set for this year. Uh, mm-hmm. But man, this cast—they're making their deadly weapons even deadlier. Uh, they have just added several more cast members to the Mission Mission Impossible, both Mission Impossible Seven and Eight, which are filming not back to back, but they're basically back to back, taking like a couple month break in between. Or they're basically back to back. Uh, a couple TV actors, but the most notable ones being Rob Delaney. He played Peter in Deadpool. Remember okay. him? And, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> the beloved. <laughs> uh, Peter? Uh, What's your power? Oh, yeah. Oh, nothing. I just saw the ad. <laughs> You're hired. That was great. Yeah. No mustache, though. I guess Henry, I guess Henry Cavill said, look, only one mustache in this franchise, and it's me. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you're going to fight him, you're going to lose, but yeah. Especially Peter. <laughs> Especially Peter. Uh, uh, get destroyed. Yeah. Uh, 
Indira Indira Varma, who's on Game of Thrones, which you haven't gotten to that season yet, so you wouldn't you wouldn't recognize it. I need to. I really need to get into. I really need to watch that. And probably the biggest one, Carrie Elwes is gonna be is gonna be in these movies. Well, he's everywhere. He's yeah. everywhere. He is, man. He shows up in the random is the most random things, though. He does. Yeah. Kind of strange. I do. And I like. But I like Carrie Elwes, so. I'll excuse me. And he looks great. Like, and he was in Stranger Things too, wasn't he? He was season three. He season was the mayor. three. Oh my! Like, when you said strange, I, I was like, oh wait, Stranger Stranger Things. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, but yeah, Mission Impossible Seven. I mean, I mean, again, they're already joining a task of returning characters as well as Haley Bennett, Palm Clemente, Fisai Morales as the villain. I I believe. Uh, so. Yeah, I mean, you you you, you hear these signings. You, you, this, this, I, I know this isn't like. I know you're not. As gonna be more excited than you already are for Mission Impossible Seven because you're like me. No, I mean, yeah. But I, I'm at least curious to see how some of these actors play in this universe. Yeah, no, for sure I am. Yeah, just as long as you don't put Rami Malek as like a villain, I think we'll be fine. <laughs> what, what, what are we, James Bond? Ah, oh, man. Who would have thought it? Bohemian. If you never won for Bohemian Rhapsody, I don't think like this. this ne- none that, of this, this ever would have. None never of start, this ever would have happened. He wouldn't have been in the little things like in yeah. It just. There's a lot. I'm not taking anything away from him. I just, I just, yeah, I just, yeah. Uh, he, if if he didn't win, Taron would have been nominated for Rocket Man. Oh, absolutely. Again, another person, like another actor who sang their own their own uh, songs and stuff like that. They did they you know did the whole thing and uh, I just I can't, I can't. Yeah. Uh, anyways, moving on. Uh, something that you maybe can with speaking of music biopics. <laughs> funny enough that you mentioned Bohemian Rhapsody. See, look at that. Look at that segue. Uh. There is a Bee Gees biopic in the oh, world. I did see this, and it's already yes. got a director attached. Uh, Kenneth Branagh, yep. uh, who will be making the movie for, uh, speaking of Bo Rap, uh, same producer, Graham King, is going to be producing this movie. Um, yeah, it's going to be about the famous uh, group of brothers, Barry, Robin, and Maurice Gibb, uh, who you know basically were big influence on disco culture. One of them died suddenly in 2003. Uh, and you know, only, there's only one who's still alive. He's serving as an executive producer. Barry, yeah, Barry's the only one still alive in this yep. film. And uh, this comes off the back of a very, very successful doc series on. I don't know if it's a doc or a series, but it's a. It's uh, on HBO. Let me see what what, what was it called. Uh, fuck, damn it, doesn't matter. But uh, yeah, like I said, coming off the back of a very successful doc. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how you are on the Bee Gees, but uh, would you be interested in seeing Kenneth Branagh do a uh, biopic for this? I'm actually big on the Bee Gees, actually. Oh, <laughs> a, little, really? uh, a little fun fact, yeah. Uh, my mom actually loves the Bee Gees. kind of got me to know it. So, uh, yeah, I love the Bee Gees. I love their music. Uh, definitely uh, their own unique uh, sound, which I always appreciate in music. Um, and they were, again, like to use the word influential again, they were completely influential. You know, Saturday Night Fever is pro- you know, probably one of the – the better uh, soundtracks that we had to a motion picture, you know what I mean? Absolutely. And they really, they really revolutionized the, the disco uh, modern. I mean, made it me even more mainstream, I would say, because they made it look good. You know what I mean? They made it look appealing, you know, that uh, just the stand alive video and stuff like that. They just look really cool and stuff like that. Um, if you uh, want to, for anybody listening, if you guys want to check out a good concert that one night only, I believe, I think they did that. Um, I forget. I know uh, there was a special guest. Celine Dion was in one of them because uh, she sings. She sings with the Bee Gees. It's a tremendous song. Um, but yeah, it, that's definitely something you got to definitely seek out. They were really good performers, and it was really sad that a couple of them died way too uh, young. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, again, I've heard, I've heard the doc is really good. Like I said, I haven't seen yeah. it. Yeah, but 
Uh, yeah, no, I mean, if you can tell, like, an interesting music biopic. Oh, for sure. I yeah. think that there's, again, a lot of these do boil down to the same thing. But, I, I mean, I'm, I'm still interested to see, like, what they can do with this. And yeah. Kenneth Brown, he's, he's, he's a strange director. He'll do something really good, and then he'll make it, Artemis Fowl. <laughs> but, I mean, it's weird, though, because you never know what you're going to get with Brana. You know I mean? Like, Thor was just completely out of his realm, and it wasn't bad. Um, obviously, the uh, you know the second one was complete pile of shit, but still, um, I don't know. I, you never know what you're gonna get with Brano, man. He's like like uh, Murder of the Ori Express was really good. He did that one, right? He did, yeah, yeah. Murder on the Ori Express. I really, really, I think you and I both really, really like that whole little murder mystery whodunit type thing. I thought that was a really well done movie. Um, then you get the movies that he's, you know, it's like, eh, could have been a lot better. Did we really have to do that? You know what I mean? But. This sounds fun, and I and like I said, it, it is you know a very influential uh, trio of singers. So I'm kind of curious to see how he's going to handle that. Yeah. Uh, next piece of news. This, this is more for a, this is more a me story than you because I, you haven't seen this guy's movie. But uh, Cooper Rafe, who came out uh, last year with a movie called Shit House, which is an independent film, which is actually really good. I'd recommend everyone go check it out. Uh, he just lined up his next movie. Uh, it's going to be called Cha 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 Cha, real smooth. In this movie, he's going to be playing a bar mitzvah DJ. Uh, he's a guy who gets people dancing at a party, not spinning records while uh, not while wearing headphones. Uh, and at some point, it's going to be him striking up a friendship with a young mother and her, autist- her autistic daughter. The young mother played by Dakota Johnson, who's really trying to boost her indie cred af- again. After well, she's really movie. going out, yeah. She's really trying to boost her indie cred after 50, grade, 50 Shades of Grey nearly destroyed it. That's you know what good for her though because she's I mean Peanut Butter Falcon she was fantastic and oh, you excellent. and I talked about that um, and what else I just saw her in the um, oh what the hell was that movie called that she was in she had cancers it was one of those straight to streaming uh, uh, Casey Affleck's in it oh fuck uh, the one with Jason Segel right Jason Segel's in it what the our, hell is that it's movie? like our friends our or... friend our friend our friends our friend yeah fuck. our friend she was really good in that too let me, let me what what is the name of that title. I think it is movie. our friend. I think I think he hit it. So there's something something like that. I, I, like again, I just when you see oh, it is our know, friend. Two, okay, cool. Yeah, when you see a lot of movies, I mean those those titles all mesh together. Yeah. Um she was really fantastic in that movie. Really, honestly, I, I haven't seen it, so um, I wouldn't know. But it was one of those ones where you know it was it was streaming, and I spent the twenty bucks on it to to watch it. But yeah, I like this because I like Cooper. I like Cooper's last movie. Like I saw Shit House. So it was actually a really yeah. really enjoyable movie. Uh, I, I I would highly recommend anyone if you haven't seen it go check it out. I think it's on streaming and I, th- I think it's streaming in most places. Uh, again, so, okay. s- solid first outing for any director and and yeah, this is, seems feel like it'd be one of those guys who like you know breaks big in any in any films and then just goes on to have like really great career and I'm all here for it because I do like the dude. Um, yeah. Uh, next piece of news: someone else who's going to be making a movie at some point if he can ever get out of John Wick is uh, Chad Stahelski. Because uh, he reportedly found his next project. Uh, he's directing a movie called Classified. Hmm. Uh, this movie is set for a... So basically being pitched as a cross between Die Hard and Indiana Jones. And takes place oh. inside a classified underground bunker. Inside the secret location, relics... Uh, they have the secret location are relics that were secretly obtained during the Second World War. But they're not just ornamental in nature. It turns out what resides is more powerful than anyone anticipated. So there's probably going to be some like mystical, magical elements here. Uh, which is interesting because he... I'm not sure if he's still slated to do Highlander, but for a while... Oh, he is still slated to do Highlander. The, the reboot of that. 
Okay. If he can ever, uh, if he can ever get out of John Wick, which I love John Wick, but <laughs> he's been doing, he's done every single one of those movies, and I think that, uh, and David Leitch, who again, off the sex of John Wick, got he's getting a lot of movies. I think that Stahelski is shown to be the better director of the two, despite the fact that he's kind of stayed in the John Wick zone. And I mm-hmm. do want to see him kind of branch out another project. Russell, what do you think? Would you be interested in seeing Chad Selfie do this one specifically and you know, other directorial effort outside of the John Wick franchise? Yeah, I mean, if you, if you put two classes together, like, you know, I mean, especially for the, the male audience, absolutely. Indiana Jones and Die Hard, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a no-brainer. It sounds fun. Why not? <laughs> yeah, so classified, again, being done through Company 8711. So probably has some really cool stuff. For God, has some really cool stuff. This is a dude who just knows, he just knows how to shoot action. What I do, what I do like. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. And the last story we're talking about is is an interesting one because uh, someone who is either very hits really hard or misses the ball completely. Ron Howard uh, has lined up another movie. Oh boy! And this is oh, here we go. This is going to be about a Thai cave rescue movie. So apparently, this is, apparently in twenty eighteen. I don't remember the story. Back in 2018, 12 boys in their soccer coat became trapped in a flooded cave in Thailand for 18 days. <laughs> I never, I didn't hear about it. I'd ne- yeah, I don't remember hearing about this story. No. Um, but uh, he's making a movie about the effort to save them. I mean, like, that's crazy. It's so random. It's such, it's such a random thing. I think that's why I'm laughing. I'm not laughing at the situation. I'm, I'm laughing at just how, like, where do you come out? Like, do you just, like, <laughs> I mean, like. Does he get like Thai Thai like newspapers delivered to him? I mean, I don't. I, where would you Where would you uh, Where would you find out? How would you hear about shit? this? That's my question. I mean, I mean, it's, it's random. It's so I mean, random. Apparently, it's other countries were involved movie. because starring together, starring in this movie, Viggo Mortensen, Colin Farrell, Joel Jesus. Edgerton. A lot of people are passionate about this. I guess, I guess so. This this this, <laughs> this Thai cave in that I never heard about. It's just, it's too, again, not funny, not funny, the situation. Not just, funny, it's so, but it's, it's so random. Yeah. It's so random, man. Uh, yeah, but like I said, Ron right. Howard, a dude who either hits really hard or just. Or he, or he, or he, what's how he gives you the Da Vinci Code. Or he gives, or gives, you, or gives you three Da Vinci Codes, one of the two. And they're dog shit, dog shit movies. He'll come out, he'll come out with Rush, and then a few years later, he'll come out with Hillbilly Elegy. He'll give you Apollo 13. And then Ed TV. Yeah, so I mean, see there, we just we can do this all night. Yeah, like <laughs> he, he's he's little he's he's maybe the most inconsistent, not not consistent, but like hot or cold director I've maybe in Hollywood right now. Yeah, he can give you a ransom. I enjoyed ransom. He can give you a ransom. He can oh, also come on. He can yeah. also give you an in the heart of the sea. There you go. There we go. Or, he, or another dud. How the Grinch stole Christmas. Or how the Grinch stole Christmas. Oh, that's that, 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 that's a better analogy. But yeah, there there you have it. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, you hear Ron Howard doing this. You, wh- wh- what are you betting on for this movie? Betting or get, get good Ron Howard? Going to get bad Ron Howard? I don't know. It's so random. It has to be good, right? Imagine, right? I mean, imagine if the Cave movie. <laughs> it's the Cave Plus. The 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 Descent Plus. <laughs> the Descent Plus. <laughs> like the Descent Plus. What with 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 the, with the Thai soccer team. Yeah, it'd be like if you could like change sports. It'd be like the movie The Descent mixed with the 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 team from Hardball, different sport though. <laughs> the Descent, you know I mean? the Descent meets the Big Green. There you go. Yeah, absolutely. Bring the kid from uh, what Son-in-Law, 
uh, and Sandlot. That fuck. Oh, that fucking kid. Yeah. The red kid, redhead kid with the freckles. Would, have you seen that kid recently? He looks the exact same. He does. He's he's just a bigger version of that little shit that he was in in, in the movies, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Did you hear the new news real quick though? I, I just wanted to throw this out here. Did you hear the new news though? What new news? Rob Zombie's doing. Uh, rumor has it. Oh my a god! Live action how did monsters? I? How did I forget about this? Yeah, let's Dude, talk about I, that. I had, to, I had to talk to you about it. Yeah, we have to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, how did I? How did I forget about it? Yeah, so Rob Zombie. Yeah. <laughs> a month. The monsters are getting a reboot. <laughs> and I love that TV show too, though. And of all the people to do yeah. it in Hollywood, uh huh. Rob Zombie is stepping up to the plate. It's beautiful. I, I I can't like I'm actually like really like, poetry. Kind of excited. To, I I'm excited to see this. I really am. No, I really am. Yeah, for sure. I guess what Sherry Moon's playing uh, the 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 lead female. I can't remember her name. Not Li- uh, I keep wanting to say Lydia. It's not Lydia. I can't remember her name. Yeah, not Lydia Munster. But I know I know Herman Munster is. Man, it's, if Sid Haig were alive, he'd be, he'd be Herman Munster. Oh, it'd be perfect. Yeah, I, w- I would love to see Sid Haig as Herman Munster. Yeah, I, he he's probably gonna get again. I guess it's like a bunch of. I guess it's one of those projects where a lot of the people that he usually recasts and stuff like that um, are gonna be in his in, in the movie, which I, I'm totally fine with. But uh, yeah, I think it's super super cool. Absolutely, and you and I are both big Rob Zombie fans. We are, and I think it's it's it, again like a lot of like I get it. Like a lot of his movies don't hit, um, but you gotta love the the reaches he goes for scares and just for creepy creeping the shit out of you on the screen i mean i you have to just you know admire that i know he gets a lot of shit but his movies are fun he disturbs you man he he disturbs dude okay all i'm saying is okay he he starts his filmography with house of a thousand corpses and my my friend and i went and saw it when i came out. i think i believe it came out in 03 if i'm not mistaken i think 03 um Anyway, we came out of that movie, and he was like, I have to go home and take a shower. I'd never heard anybody say something like that about a movie. You know what I, mean? I, feel like, un- I feel unclean. He feels like he felt like really dirty after watching that movie, and it was, it was hilarious. It always stuck with me. But, and I, th- I think that's like one of his better, better ones. Cause I, and The Devil's Rejects is good, too. But you know, he's up and down. They're fun. Yeah, no, they're, they're enjoyable. I enjoy Rob Zombie, yeah. Rob Zombie movies. Uh, and yeah, definitely looking forward to see what he does with the monsters. He has it has to be a passion project. There wouldn't be it wouldn't be, and it makes sense because this that's his isn't type of something genre. you just assign him. <laughs> no, but it's his type of genre, man. I think he's perfect for it. Absolutely, it, it could be like another Eli Roth with uh, House the Clock in Its Walls. Dude, and it's going to be one of those things, and I, I would love it because it's especially because Eli Roth is a horror director. You know what I mean? Like you never in a million years would have exactly the same thing, direct a family film and it actually be like critically loved. It's it's super crazy. I I would love to see that though, the monsters for sure. Yeah, uh, but that does it for notorious news. We now move on to the movie of the week: The Hunger Games Catching Fire. So yeah, uh, Hunger Games. The first one was a critical and box office hit. Uh, do you have the box office for this movie? Uh, yeah, I do. You talking about Catching Fire? No, 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 the first one. Yeah, yeah, I do. Hold on one second. Yeah, so you're looking at a budget of $78 million, so they gave them a lot more to work with this one. Um, it opened at $152.5. Um, it grossed 408 domestically, and worldwide it made 694.3. And that's the first, so that's pretty, the first Hunger Games? That's the first Hunger Games, yeah. So those okay. are pretty decent numbers. Decent numbers, but I guess you know lions. But you know there there were there were cracks in the armor. We we both acknowledge that there are cracks in the armor coming. Absolutely. So but the uh, budget grows and everything else grew. Exactly. So uh, w- so with with the new with the new one coming out, they decide to they decide to not have director Gary Ross back, 
mm-hmm. and instead recruited Constantine I Am Legend director Francis Lawrence. Who will then direct the final three of these. Yes, who, who, would then, yeah. who would then stay on for the rest of the franchise. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, and yeah, uh, we also got some cool new cast members. We got a, we got a new setting. And I remember, like, just much like with the first one, I was feeling the hype for this. I really was. I don't remember that. The thing is, when I'm watching it, because I literally just watched it today, I'm like, it's like a whole new movie to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, I do like, I, and obviously, I think we'll, we'll completely agree. The one character, obviously, addition is, I really think, really makes this film so much more better. Um, but uh, yeah, like they upped everything. They upped the game. Like the budget was even more. I mean, a lot more. 130 million. Yeah, and and it sh- the money shows. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You see it on the screen, just like the whole entire, like the CGI, the graphics, everything about this film. And I mean, it made its money back. It made it made damn good money. Like I said, it opened at $158 million, grossed uh, domestically $424.6, and worldwide went on a gross almost a uh, billion dollars, $865 million. So it did pretty damn well. Yeah, and this is often regarded as the best film of the Hunger Games franchise, but how do we feel about it? Well, only one way to find out. This is the Hunger Games Catching Fire. Now I will say the no- the difference in style is noticeable almost immediately. The whole tone, the whole entire tone of the film too. Yeah. It's the tone, the way the film is shot. Yep. Muhammad Ali was thankfully fired as DP after the first film. <laughs> he went there with that, didn't you? Literally the <laughs> the camera holds still. We see a scene of Katniss hunting and guess what? The turkeys look like they're there. <laughs> What? We all remember that CGI, that CGI deer. Yeah, the CGI deer, yeah. Uh, yeah, so we are about, what, a year removed from the first movie? Yeah, it literally came out, yeah, because these came out in 2012, 13, but, 14, but, 15. But, but, yeah. I, but I mean, like... Oh, you mean timeline? Carnal, yeah, within, within, the, within the movie itself. Yeah, it has to be, because that was the 74th no, yeah. Hunger Games, yeah, and so this is going to be the 75th, so it has to be within a year. So it's been over a year. Uh, yeah. Kat, Katniss and, Katniss and Peter... Um, Cake boss, I just say, are still hanging out in 12 Cat, once again, played by Jennifer Lawrence. Uh, we see that, you know, she's kind of been suffering from this PTSD in which she's seeing, you know, horrific events from the games play out, play out in her head over and over again, including yeah. Jack Quaid, which I find this funny that they literally had to bring in Jack Quaid just for that. Yeah, just to have that scene. Because yeah. there's a scene where like, she, she shoots at a turkey and then she sees Jack Quaid. That's where where she shoots the yeah and it's and it's him yeah 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 yes but like it's not recycled footage from the first so that means they literally had to bring Jack Quaid back to do that. Hey, he's gonna make some money off of it. Who cares, right? I mean, he probably made a couple thousand bucks. Shit, I'd for one for one little like absolutely yeah cut the check. But uh, anyway, so they're coming around to what is called the, I guess the victory tour, where they're ha- where they're gonna have to go yeah. where. Uh, Katniss and Cake Boss are going to have to go around to all the districts, and then yeah, you have to go around to all the districts, weird. and then you know just basically you know give respect. I guess I'm not sure why they're doing Eulog- this. Eulogize the fallen tributes. I guess it's almost like eulogize people. You hear victory tour, you're like, yeah, we did it. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, <laughs> fuck you, and fuck your kids. Your guys didn't make it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is just like, why are we doing this? And yeah, it is kind of stupid. It, is, it, it, it really mean. feels like what victory tour? Like what? Yeah. But we do see that this is uh, this is not the only case. This is not the only reason for this tour. You yeah. see, like like we saw in the last movie, uh, Katniss and Cake Boss won because they broke the rules. They were gonna have no winner for the Hunger Games. They were both gonna eat berries, kill themselves. But they're like, you know what? Stop. 
You be open. It's fine. Just, just let's just go. Yeah. Uh, Wes Bentley was fired after that. <laughs> yep, and, and, and pretty so, much I think killed after it. No, like they, yeah, huh? fired being used. He, yeah. he he was killed after this. Yeah. Uh, but then yeah, so now it's the victory tour. Uh, but <laughs> this before the victory tour happens, they are visited by one the person who I think that he is easily he's easily more invested in this movie than he was at all in the first film. Donald Sutherland oh, <laughs> as yeah. President Snow. Yeah. In I mean, again, this, back as President Snow. Crazy. In that this time he looks like he wants to be there. Yeah. He, yeah. His uh, Again, the tone, I don't know if it was maybe the direct, the actors and actresses didn't have a good rapport with the first director, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I, I, Kind of what you were saying, you know, at the beginning, it, it's just a different feel of a movie. It's more of a serious movie. Um, and just not all over the place. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, so basically, President Snow was just like, "Look, I think your story's bullshit," and yeah. the tribute started to think the same thing, and not the yeah. tribute. The district started to think the same thing. Yeah. So you got to get that, get out there. You got to contain this shit because if people yeah. think you're lying, you got to. We're gonna. What you know? What do you have? You got a revolution on your hands. So you get out there. Yeah. You convince me. You're. You convince me that you know you're really in love. Or else I'm yeah. gonna fuck your shit up. You hear me? So you really have no. So they basically have no choice but to like fake this even harder. This relationship. So. Yeah. Uh, but something I will say is notable in this film is the Peter uh, Cake Boss and Katniss do have better chemistry in this movie. And I'm gonna tell. And I, I was just gonna say that I think you know Katniss and uh, Peter definitely have a lot better chemistry than they did the first one. I think that was a, a big flaw of the first one. I think you and I went uh, agree on that. Well, yeah, and uh, the whole thing about the first one is, and uh, this this isn't me speaking. This is just rereading on the books. I just like reading like, yeah. summaries. The whole thing is like Katniss is struggling with the fact that like she has feelings for Gale, but obviously, and it's shown. But and we see that though exactly. Yeah. But the whole thing is like she is. It's her warming up to Cake Boss. Yeah, it's her, it's her warming up to him. It's like that whole inner dilemma, which is not yeah. at all present in the first film because she clearly has better chemistry with one of those guys. But th- that's the thing that really bothers me, though. You have more. You, you need to put more time between her and Gale on screen if you really want us to buy that. You know what I mean? That, that yeah. they really have. You know what I mean? But honestly, like between Hutcherson and, and I think I think with this one, Hutcherson and uh, Lawrence's chemistry is way better than the Hemsworth one. Oh no 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 yeah, but I'm saying that's because obviously uh, Gail's character, like Liam Hemsworth's character, is not in it very much though. He, 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 again, just a couple scenes. Sidelined again. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing though. You know what I mean? I think again, we'll probably talk about the the, the one where I think that we really do see Katniss's like, you know, passion and or love for Gail is when uh, uh, when um, uh, he's getting whipped. Uh, we'll talk about that later on, yeah, but I think that's where we really see where we really see the feelings at right there. Yeah. But anyway, they're on their vic- they're on their victory tour. Their first stop is District Eleven. This is the same one where Thresh and Rue came from. Poor Rue. And then, yeah, Kick Boss is just like, you know what? They're supposed to like you uh, you will drive the tributes and just like show like respect. Yeah. They're just like you know what? Thresh was cool. Rue was cool too. We're gonna give you all. We're gonna give the families one month of our earnings every year for the rest of our lives. Like what? That wasn't right. Because I guess what. Um Watch him call it. Uh, what the hell? Effie was the one that wrote the she speeches. Wrote, she Effie, wrote, she he wrote the cards. Off, yeah, so he kind of went off off the tangent on that, and that's why they were. And I know, guess that's something. Like, he, I guess that's something he now, he's not allowed to do. Yeah, I don't know, but that's. Yeah. I mean, but a then, lot of money. Oh, I guess then, I would imagine. Maybe I'm not. I'm not sure how money. Uh, who knows how much they get paid? But, yeah, yeah never we say. never know how money in this world works. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Uh, but anyway, so. Uh, 
Katniss then goes off because it's like, you know what? I knew Rue. I loved her. She was too young. She was too young to do these Hunger Games. Yeah, dude. <laughs> she still I'm got a, She still got a yeah. seven kill rating somehow, but she was too young. <laughs> dude, how, what about the what about the reaction that they completely overcharged the poor guy who puts his fingers up? In the oh, air. literally, it's like this one dude. Jeez. It's like this one old dude who does like the three the three finger whistle. Three, the three finger, yeah, and. And they, then the guards are just apparently like, that really pissed people off. I, I guess I guess it's like a I guess it's like a race like a like a racist thing. It's just that, that's, I, that's I, what they're I, acting I, like. They're, they're acting they're acting like you know like if all the guys in white were black, he that's like they just called him a nigger. <laughs> like yeah, seriously, it literally is because I'm cause like, like he put it three fingers up and I'm like, what the hell just three happened? three fingers up and a whistle? Better shoot him. <laughs> yeah, I'm not like, even kidding. Um, they end up shooting him. Dude, they shoot him. They have the doors closed, and you see him. Like, literally, the guy shoots him right in the head. And yeah. it's like, really? Like, what? How does that offend people? I don't understand that. They don't do a good job of explaining that ever. Uh, so it's kind of weird. PG thirteen. So he was a blood. So he's clearly a bloodless person because you see them carrying his body out. And there's no yeah. blood. Yeah, because you know. Did you notice that? Yeah, it all dripped out. <laughs> it wouldn't still be <laughs> dripping, of course, right? He just got shot in the head. Of course not, but yeah, they have to go on to, <laughs> you have to go on to continuing this uh, victory tour, and the next uh, they go to, there's this one extra, there's this one woman extra who gives Katniss the dirtiest look I've ever, oh, I've ever dude, seen. You yeah, saw this girl, yeah. right? I know what you're talking about. Yeah, the way she's looking at her, walking past her, and she like side eyes her. No, yeah. it, it, no, she's look, she's just like looking at her like on stage. It's it, this woman. I don't know if you can see my, my screen right now. Yeah, yeah, I see it. Drop it down a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that smug, yeah, it's that shit grin look on her face. Never yeah, mind. I'm thinking of the other one when they're um, they're doing in the, uh, when they're, after they have announced, like, the parade, and, and and she gets, like, another dirty look. Yeah, no, 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 that's someone else. But this one, okay. like, this, this one was looking at her like, bitch, don't you sleep tonight. <laughs> I'll, I'll cut yeah, you. Seriously. I'm going to shank you. <laughs> yeah. So uh, they're going through all these districts. Again, the, fa- the, 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 Districts do not buy this shit, and that's the thing. Yeah, and it, and again, I guess it's it's kind of funny because like we really didn't buy in the first movie either. So I mean, like, it's like the, the whole thing like, is they yeah. have to convince the districts that they did this out of love and not out of out of a fuck you to the capital. Yeah, I mean, which is kind of hard though when you constantly change the rules of the game. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like like how could you? So it's how like, could you not? Could be, how could this not be a fuck you to the capital? Seriously, but you could have prevented it by not change, like by literally having that you have to have two members from the same district survive. You know what I mean? Instead, it makes you look worse that you change the rules. Uh, you know, almost what? You know, a couple minutes before the end of the of the film. You know what I mean? You just stone cold yeah. start cheating. Yeah, I, I it's still again another another thing. It just it keeps pissing me off how they keep changing the, the rules. It really bothers me. Yeah, but we'll, really don't like it. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk get, about we'll, it. Yeah, anyway, we'll get to yeah. that more more later. But uh, they got It's now time for them to head back to the capital, which again is it's it's where it's where they live large, is where they you know indulge all the all the fact all the districts are starving, but they have like this <laughs> like yeah I can't eat another bite. So they give them like this, they give uh, kickbox the juice. Like what is this? Oh, you drink it, you throw up, and then you can eat more. Yeah, it's like yeah, okay. That's that's I'm pretty sure that's purging. Um, and uh, no, I don't want to do that. It's purging. <laughs> yeah, and uh, no. Like, I'm not gonna. <laughs> no. I'm, not, I'm not doing this. Am I drinking alcohol and I have to do this? No. Uh, yeah. There's one random scene where like Snow takes a drink and like he spits out blood. You see, you see blood because that's something that comes into the play. I think, and I, I remember in three and four, I wrote that down in. in um, yeah, I, I think that comes yeah. back. I don't think it's resolved in this movie. Because it's something with the flower. I think the flower that he has on his um. 
thing on his uh like well, not a lapel but kind of like right up on his when he has pinned i'm pretty sure yeah. it doesn't it have like a flower has something to do with it we'll, we'll talk about we'll talk about it I, yeah, I don't yeah, know. yeah but anyways uh so uh we also this is the part where we meet uh one of our new main characters plutarch heavensby played yeah, by about. played by the late great philip seymour hoffman oh god what a what a loss man what just a what, loss. what an actor no, dude, Everything he does, one of one of the best actors of his generation. I mean, phenomenal! Like it's amazing how much. And that's the thing, though. Like he plays a villain like nobody else. Like obviously Mission Impossible. You know, obviously uh, now this. You know, what I mean, he, he plays a villain perfectly. Yeah, uh, uh, Boy, Devil Knows You're Dead. He's fucking excellent. Yeah. Oh, uh, Before the Devil Knows You're Dead is fantastic movie. He's he's he's, ama- yeah. he's amazing in it. Yeah, that's a really good movie. But yeah, no, like he, he's a dude who like he had just this incredible range to him. And he brought he brought just such like a like an attitude and a gravitas to any role he played. Oh, look at him in uh, Dusty in uh, Twister. I mean, you know what yeah. I mean? He, anything he had, he went in hundred percent. Yeah. And then don't forget, you know, obviously Boogie Nights is fantastic in that uh, too. So yeah, there's a lot of a lot of good like, he, I don't think he put in a bad performance. Oh, absolutely not. Uh, and here's and here's no different. He plays he plays the new master of games, the guy who took over after Wes Bentley died. And he's like, hey, hey, your bear shenanigans ain't working no more. <laughs> I got I got rules. I'll make Man, check- I don't have that I don't have that perfectly shaven beard. <laughs> and, I, and I don't have that beard. That definitely means I have herpes. <laughs> oh man. Uh, but yeah, so they, so and you know we see that President Snow and Heavensby are basically kind of conspiring. In order to, you know, it's like, you know what, Katniss is a problem. We got to, we got to, yeah. we got to take that bitch out somehow. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much stack the game so they can pretty much like do what they want to do and pretty much destroy her, kill her, kill yeah. her off. But they can't, but they can't just like go up and straight up murder her because that's, that means I should look bad on them. Yeah. So they got to figure out a smarter way to do it. In the, in the meanwhile, District 12 is getting raided. Why? Eh, who knows? Yeah, Commander Thread comes in randomly, just. <laughs> Start torching District 12. Yeah, th- yeah, this dude who I swear, like, keep in mind, this, this is around the time they were doing Batman v Superman. I swear this dude is, is trying to get the, uh, the role of Batman for Batman v Superman. Dude, he does, I mean, but he looks like, he, we've seen him before. We've uh, seen him, that, that I, actor. I, I've seen that dude at yeah. Tennessee, his character actor. Yeah. Um, good, a good actor, though. I mean, it was a really, really good, I mean, this is a small scene that he's in, but definitely, uh, definitely real. Definitely gets you to, to hate the character real quickly. Yeah, but this is what you're talking about where you know, yeah, Gail Gail's getting the, the Passion of the Christ treatment. He is man. He he's he's getting that whip. He's getting he's getting lashed. He's whew. and you know, Katniss tries to stop it. The dude the dude busts her in the face. Yeah, he just and he like, he pulls a gun on her. Just like hey, dude, like what are the and and Hamish and Cake Boss come in. He's like, dude. Are you really gonna shoot three winners? Because like, I, apparently in this world, winners are kind of like I'm not gonna say like royalty, but they're basically but like they're kind of like yeah, they're respected. They're, they're I think yeah, they're, what, they're they, yeah. they 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 carry a lot of weight for winning the Hunger Games. Yeah, and I mean obviously, I think this this commander thread doesn't really know too, uh, too much about it because given like his you know demeanor and stuff like that when they're when Hamish is actually explaining it to him. He kind of just doesn't really. He's like, oh, okay, but next time or whatever, you know, he won't be as just. You I'll know, you. He'll, he'll, he'll pretty much kill. <laughs> I'll them. get you next time, Spider Man. But this is the scene I'm talking about where you really start to see Katniss's feelings for Gale. I think this is the scene here to me that really solidifies. Yeah, they have more than just a friendship. You know what I mean? I, and yeah. I think to me, it's like you, you kind of are pulling for them, 
because you you kind of feel that Peta and you know Katniss are just kind of faking it. You know, what I mean, this is more of a natural relationship. I yeah. think. You know what else you feel? You know what else you feel in this scene though. You feel that Primrose swindled her sister. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because like they're bringing Gail in, just like, hey, everyone, shut up. Give me, give me this. Go 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 get yeah. go get these bandages. Give me some hot water, and just start fixing Gail up. Just like, I'm sorry, weren't you just about like? Did you have like a mental breakdown about going to the Hunger Games a few, a few years like last year? Now she's a registered nurse, man, dude. It's all good. Like, yeah, God, God like, why wow, you just you just straight up you just didn't want to go play. Yeah, I mean, she was actually really handy. Yeah, she was <laughs> super handy. You bitch. Yeah, she totally could have uh, done you know done some damage to the Hunger Games, given the the medical attention that she gives Gale. I mean, gets gets us gets a sponsor, gets some medical equipment, get your ass out there. Yeah, come on now. Then we don't even have to worry. Katniss doesn't even have to worry about being in these movies. But uh, spe- speaking of the Hunger Games, President, see every for the Hunger Games every twenty five years you have a quarter quell, and every different quarter quell has a theme. And President Snow decided, ooh, this would be the perfect time to get back at Katniss. So how can we and change? How can we alter the the whole idea of the games? And you say fuck the other, and you say you won this games. Fuck off. Uh, turns out the theme this year is basically the Hunger Games All Stars. <laughs> yeah. The the D- tributes. Picking up the MVPs from the past. Yep. The tribute this year. The tributes will be selected from the pool of winners from each faction. Yeah, I mean, but. To me, it's like anticlimactic because I mean, even like not watching or reading the books, you know, Katniss is obviously going to get chosen, but uh, it's kind of anticlimactic. You know what I mean? She's also the only female winner of the District Twelve. Well, yeah, yeah, but you know what I'm saying though. You couldn't have. There's nobody else in District Twelve in a 75 year history that that won, or how was she bad, the only one that won? How bad did your district suck? <laughs> Seriously, I mean, you think somebody would have accidentally won? Like, come on, the Eagles beat the Patriots. Like, come like, on, you, you accidentally can, win things. You, you know? can win. You yeah, you can win by accident. Like. I mean, seriously, you can back into it, man. Yeah. Thing is, though, like, this plan has several logistical problems when you think about it. Yeah. Because, like, what if, you, what if you have a district that never won? Or what if you had districts that had multiple people that won? Or, if, well, I mean, they, they say that. Like, they, they choose from a pool yeah. of all the reaping pictures. But, like, what if you have, like, a district that had, like, one, like, one person win? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're automatic. I mean, it sucks. Yeah, but like no, like say, like you need like you need like a, uh, a male and female from each district, right? What, uh, if, you what a, if there was no male or female then? Yeah. yeah, like what if you had a district where just like yeah. one dude won, and that's it? Yeah, is he going with no backup? Because the way they address it is like every district has one every every district has had a male or f- female represent their district. So, yeah, I see what you're saying though. Yeah, this, I, I do wonder what what Snow would have done had like this like not worked out. It's like District 3 didn't have a female winner. Shit. Shit. What do we do? I don't know. Two men. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Put a wig on him. Put a wig on him. It's fine. <laughs> this district had all female winners. Yeah. Yeah, that's the other thing. They don't really tell you. Yeah, they kind of just... It's kind of just like everything moves perfectly. You know what I mean? Uh, so, yeah, we get to the reaping. Well, f- first of all, we uh, Katniss goes to talk to Hamish. And, she's, and she talks to Hamish, and he's just like, well, first of all, they're all they're all pissed to have to do this shit again. Yeah, and just like, like look, we just did this, man. And the Peter, whole idea of winning the Hunger Games, so, so you don't have to do this shit. Exactly. So it's just like, look, look, Pete, like Pete, Pete is a good dude. So, how about if Peter gets selected, you volunteer to play instead? And I wonder it, how that's gonna play out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like, and he's like, all right, fine. But yeah. if I, but if I get picked and he volunteers, I can't do anything. 
But it's funny because this is again, I, and 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 this is where you get that little that Twilight romance with Katniss. Now you know you have Team Edward, Team Jacob, and stuff like that. You have like what Team Gale, Team Peta, Team Gale, um, Team Gale, Team Kaboss. Well, because here's the thing, because it's like she wants Peter to live, so obviously she has a little bit of feelings for him. Like I, because it does seem moderately genuine when she's saying this. She does kind of feel bad, because even Hamish is one, one like, yeah, you're never gonna find somebody like this. Like, and and you know, you can live for a hundred years. You'll never, be, you'll never yeah. be good enough for that boy. And that's the thing. So I think maybe she has a realization that like, yeah, Peter does have her best interests at heart and really does have genuine feelings for. Her. Um, but it's kind of weird that like Katniss now has to, like wants like Peter to live now. You know what I mean? It's kind of kind of weird. It's like, who do you, who do you want? Like who, who who's 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 your heart belong to here? You know? Yeah. You know what's even weirder is the fact that they still have to do the whole giant ceremony even though there's only like three people. Well, yeah, because you know where it's gonna go. I but, mean, obviously, but, you, but like yeah. the fact that they had to like like bring out bring out the bowl, bring out the paper, and that's the thing for, for Katniss. For Katniss, a pool a pool of one person. Yeah, it's like, well, clearly she's in, and then you kind of know where they're going to go male-wise, because it's the only thing that makes sense that they pick. Yeah, well, actually, Hamish, actually Hamish gets picked, but Peter volunteered yeah. in his place. Which, obviously, they wanted to do opposite, so it would only make sense that they would flip it and have Hamish go in, so Peter rep, you know, represents it. Now you have the, obviously, you have the, the same two going from the 74th to the 75th uh, Hunger Games. Yeah. So no, now we're going back to the Capitol, and we do meet. Well, not meet the other. We do see some of the other tributes. We yeah. have a brother and sister duo from from District One that won the game. Do you know the actor? Do you know the actor on that one? He's Alan, the guy that played. Alan, Al, he was Aquaman on Smallville. He was also the guy that had the stuttering problem, in the wedding ringer. Oh, he was. That's right. Yeah, that's that's where. Yeah, I totally didn't even. Re- I, I, yeah, because and and he's gonna be and he's gonna be Amazon's Jack Reacher. There and there's another couple and yeah it's it's and Finnick is uh, another one here I can I'll tell you yeah same or, same I know. same Claflin has been in a bunch of stuff yeah he was in a drift with uh, Shalene Woodley he was in a drift you're right yeah he was the main uh, yeah that's that's where I recognize some of these guys from it's yeah. kind of funny to see them like at their first start you know yeah uh, we see we yeah we see you know the the ones the badass the badass tributes to districts one and two yeah district three we have uh, Beatty and I forgot the other girl's name. I I didn't write them down. Doesn't matter. Uh, it's, they it's, weren't really big vocal vocal points here. It's Jeffrey Wright and Amanda Plummer from this district. That's right. Uh, and yeah, Finnick is the main one. Spent a lot of time on this dude. Yeah, Finnick is like yeah, like they really really talk you know him up, and then he has to what? That's his mom or? Is it... It's not his mom. It's just like some like random old lady. <laughs> Oh, who like taught him or whatever? Kind of like, yeah. like was like a like a mother figure to him or something like that. Kind of like her Hamish or his Hamish. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much like if you were betting, you would not bet on you would bet on that team to lose. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, pl- played played by the woman who played Magda in Sex in the City. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Can't remember her name, but yeah. Uh, we come back to the an, an, another uh, you know ch- chariots. Another chariot parade, more fire, better fire effects this time. I'll give him that. Oh, it's more natural. It's not as like, hey, I'm catching, like, I'm not catching fire, haha. <laughs> um, no, because like the first one, I think you and I were talking about that. How like it, unnatural it looked. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, 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 the, the fire looked just unbelievably fake. Definitely tighten it up on this one. Yeah. Uh, uh, after that, we also meet uh, another one of the main tributes, Joanna, played by Jenna Malone. 
What an introduction she gets. Yeah. Where's Jenna Malone from? Why do I know that name? She's been in a lot of stuff. She was in... She was supposed to be in Batman Superman, but she got cut. Yeah. What was she in, though? I, I swear. Like, she, that, the, na- the name even sounds familiar. Let me. Again, you, you stay for the scene and thing, but what an introduction. Yeah, literally, I heard her, like, sh- like, stripping naked in an elevator. Oh, yeah, yeah. They should have played Love in an Elevator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, like, it, but like, the whole thing is, like, she's there to hit on PETA. And yeah. this is one of the times where, like, you feel like Katniss is, like, starting to, like, you know, grow on him because, like, she's, like, start, like getting jealous. Yeah. And you're just, like, it's, like, okay, okay, okay. Like, especially in just, like, like, just, like Peter, stand, Peter, stand behind me. <laughs> Get back there. <laughs> what are you two? But, man, like, you get to the training room and, like, she is, like, eyeballing Katniss. It's kind of strange. And a little, and a little, and a little erotic. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> Like everybody's got their eyes on Katniss. Like everyone wants, to, everyone wants to murder her, and murder her hard. Again, much like the first film, we only really, like there are twenty four tributes. We meet like what, like eight? Yeah, you only so you know the other sixteen are they're done. We might as well shoot the cannon off yeah. right when it starts. <laughs> yeah, and the, and the whole and the whole thing is like this one's different, where you have to try and make alliances. Which I do like the idea of this one better. Right, I, I, I do, I, and even like, like even how they start, I like the whole atmosphere, the whole world that they cre- that Philip Seymour Hoffman's character created. You know, you know who else I like in this movie? I like Jeffrey Dean Morgan, not not Jeffrey Dean, but Jeffrey Wright. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, li- Jeffrey, I like him. He's a he's a really good actor too. He's a really underrated actor, man. Oh yeah, it, it was nice to see him in it. Yeah, he plays tech genius B, the opposite Amanda Plummer. Yeah. Who like he 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 won he won his game by electrocuting six tributes at once, which is that's hard. I, w- I want to see that movie. Yeah, dude. I want to. Yeah, let's see like the Beatty, like the backstory of Beatty. Beatty, a hunger game story. Yeah, as he carries his little copper wire shit with him. It's badass. Yeah, we see that the the capital representatives finally took precaution. Yeah, they finally they finally took precaution. Uh, in you know, while the tributes, while the tributes are demonstrating their talents, they got a force field on, and they say that you can see weak spots in force field based on the glimmer. Yeah, like a very, twitch of the light or whatever. I think that'll be very important later. Yep. Um. So <laughs> we also see that like this this one has a different attitude from the other Hunger Games, and that no tribute wants to be here. They're really basically pleading for them to just not. To do away with the with this hung, the seventy fifth Hunger Games, literally, yeah, because like yeah, know, like the, when they the towns a bunch of protests, like Peta paints a picture of Rue, like yeah, Cat just hangs the words like a dummy with the words Seneca, Seneca Crane on it, yeah, and then you go to like the, the talk show that night, everyone just like this is bullshit, we don't want to yeah. be here, seriously, why are we doing this? White teeth, he di- who's who who was his dentist. <laughs> Dude, Stanley Tucci got some burly whites, man. Yeah, I do. I, I, I do love Tucci in, this, in these movies, though. He's I, Tucci's he, hilarious, dude. I always get a laugh when he's on screen. I like, just like how fast he like laughs and goes back to being super serious. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I do. I do like that. Something, something, something else I do like is, uh, well, first of all, I do like the reveal of Katniss's dress. 
Cause I think oh, it's like, you're talking about the the, the wedding dress. Yeah, the, that fall to, to the Mockingjay dress. I, I I do. I think that's beautiful. I, I think how that old that whole scene shoots with you know her twirling the dress and it catching on fire, and then we get this what like a navy blue almost. I want to say yeah. navy blue, like almost like a black swan, um, uh, costume or whatever dress or whatever. It's really really beautiful. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's super cool. It's a really nicely designed dress. I yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, I also do like in that. Like I said, every tribute is trying to get this get these games canceled. Yeah, nobody wants to be here. They're hoping for COVID. Yeah, <laughs> but Peter Peter gets to do the hail mary at the end of all this. Yeah. Oh, dude, and 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 the 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 curveball that he throws out to the crowd is beautiful. Where it's like, yeah, we'd be excited if it wasn't for uh, wasn't for the baby. <laughs> what the fuck? It's like, oh my like what God. the fuck? Like, these people are all like, you know. Like it's like like people are watching like keeping up with the Kardashians or something like oh my god it's like gossip yeah uh, it doesn't work the game the game is still on yeah it's it, yeah it's still game time guys again I'm fairly positive the the Capitol fired their PR guy several decades <laughs> ago seriously yeah <laughs> oh Katniss is pregnant nah she can fight she's fine yeah she's good don't worry about it she's so does that does that count for two when you kill her. <laughs> <laughs> does, does, does she does she count as a, as a tribute as well? Is, that, so is there the, twenty? Is there twenty five? Twenty five. The <laughs> There's twenty five in this one. Yeah, I think. This your twelve year disqualified. Yeah, you have too many people. Can Sorry. We go, can we go home? Oh, well. Yeah. No, no. Prim, ha- Prim has to go now. <laughs> with a with a ch- which is a change of events. Get over here, Prim. Yeah, Prim has now entered in for her sister. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but then cat is be a kind of fault. I mean. <laughs> I do like being like, look, they all, they think we're all sleeping together anyways. We may as well just <laughs> we may as well just do that do that one time tonight. Yeah. yeah. Uh so yeah, uh they go off. It's now time for the game it's time for the games again. But not be- so but not before too. some racial violence. <laughs> so Sinna Where's the black dra- dressmaker? Get him <laughs> Who is still there, by the way. This dude keep in mind. This dude made a dress that's basically like a giant fuck you to President Snow. Yeah. And he stayed in the Capitol. It's like, dude, you shouldn't be here. They're going to get you. Yeah, and, and guess what happened? They got him while Katniss watched. Dude, it was like, but it was so out of play. It was so completely out of left field, though, this whole entire yeah, dude, like, they, race, like, racial the, injustice. They literally just like, come, beat, just come beat the shit out of him. <laughs> I, I, again... And I don't know if you, you're probably in the same uh, boat that I'm in where like we're watching it. It's like I'm watching it for the first time almost. You know what I mean? Almost, yeah, because I, I haven't seen this movie since I think, I think 2013. Forever. Yeah. And I, and I remember I think I did see this one. I don't remember any of it. Like, so I'm literally watching this movie unfold like and I'm like, it's like brand new. So I, I was like, oh, my God, they're, they're beating the shit out of Cinna like that, man. They're doing Cinna dirty. Yeah. So we go into the arena. We see the theme this year is basically the jungle. Yeah. Which I will say, the arena this year is a lot cooler than the first one. It's a lot more cutthroat, I would say. You it's know a lot I mean? more cutthroat, I, but I think the environments yeah. are more interesting. Oh, absolutely, and I think you can do a lot more in that environment. Obviously, as we see. Yeah, absolutely. So, like for example, the cornucopia is like a mile is like a mile some away. Dude, it's like yeah, you have to Michael Phelps that shit if you want anything, and uh, it's it's you know what would would have been brutal if they had like shark infested waters. Why do they not do sharks? And that's the thing I, I thought for sure. I'm thinking to myself, because even watching this, I totally like forgot. I'm like, 
why don't you put sharks in there to make it a little bit more interesting, a little bit more scarier too, like a lot more strategic to you know plan your move over there somehow. You know, you have to you have to go in the water somehow. Yeah. Uh, we and we do see that uh, you know they do have allies in the form of Finnick O'Dare, who is on the who is on the side of Katniss. Who's apparently a big deal. Uh, they really don't tell, say much of why. We did. For, oh, when they do say why, he was he was the youngest person to ever win the Hunger Games. Oh, was he? he okay, because again, they say it so fast. You know what I mean? They yeah, they glance over it. So yeah, he he was he's the youngest winner in Hunger Games history. Okay, okay, so that's why he's a big deal. That makes sense. Yeah. So uh, the the four of them are basically pairing off, and they're you know. They're, they're trying to survive. <laughs> uh, not easy, though, when you have PETA, like, crashing into force fields. Dude, he gets zapped, man. <laughs> his heart stops from the get-go, man. Like, his they don't waste just, any time killing this dude. His ass just explodes. Yeah, he went, like, yeah, like Motley Crue, like, Motley Crue party stories here where people's hearts stop. And, yeah, he was dead. He, he was. PETA's dead. Yeah. And something I forgot to mention in the first one, but something that annoys me in these movies, it's it's the way Katniss uses her bow, and it's just the way her like, because like, I hate the way she like, it's the way she draws back because when she does it, she anchors on her face, which is a no. You do not do that if you're an archer because that's how you end Especially up lop- that's how you end up lopping off your nose. Yeah, I mean, but we're supposed to believe that she's that good though. She's done it so much. You know what I mean? I mean, I don't care how good an archer you are. You can't. Yeah. It's, it's, that thing is going to take off your nose. Like Robin Hood didn't do that shit, girl. Come on. Come on. Kevin Costner. You think Kevin Costner would do that? You're better than that. Probably. But <laughs> you should. He might. But you should. Uh, so, yeah, we see that. Oh, another thing I forgot to mention. So there's these, like, two random black tributes that <laughs> get introduced <laughs> to them earlier in the mo- earlier in the movie. Yeah. And then, like, they th- so like we don't even know their names. They don't even get a line of dialogue. But like, Hamish well, is don't worry at night. Cause the- <laughs> yeah, in, at, at night they spend a lot of time making sure you know. Oh, one of the black tributes dies. Like, oh, oh, people have died. Okay. Yeah, it's like, what are you doing? Ha ha ha! Look who died. What does it matter? Like, it's, it's, it's like, who cares? You didn't even like you didn't introduce them. Like, what's the, what's the yeah? What's the big deal? Uh, Hamish once Hamish once again shows that spot. I don't know why they're trying to appeal to sponsors when he can sponsor them. Exactly what we were saying in the first one. Like he's the one. He got the bomb in the first one. Obviously, uh, gets the spile in this one, to, where they can drain water from trees. I mean, it's it's stupid that they even that you're doing away with that with the sponsors. Like you know, what I mean, it doesn't apply to them. Why talk about it? Yeah, like why? Yeah, why? Why do you need sponsors if Hamish can sponsor you? Yeah, Hamish is pretty much your sponsor. You don't even need to talk about. Oh well, you have to you have to sell yourself to everybody else. They have to believe it. it's convincing that you guys are together. You know? Yeah. Uh, but once again, the capital si- the capital decides. You know what? This moving too slow. We gotta we gotta fuck with the tribute somehow. So they create acid fog. Dude, this is this is some fucking scary fog, man. It is. It's it's weird because it moves it moves fast enough to like surround them, but not fast enough to catch them. That's the thing. Like, if it really wanted to, it could have swallowed everybody. It could have. And then don't worry, Grandma will sacrifice herself. It's good. Yeah, uh, the old, yeah, the old lady says, you know what? I've lived enough years. I'm gonna go die a painful death in acid fog. And dude, I mean, for real, she was pretty much dead the minute she was in announcing the Hunger Games. The, well, she also volunteered for the younger for the younger girl. Yeah, so, but but I'm saying, as soon as she volunteered in for her, she dead. volunteered tribute. You kind of kind of had an idea. That she's probably not gonna make it. Yeah. Uh. So base. So basically, they. They 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 out they outrun this fog. 
barely. <laughs> they, they only, yeah. The only reason they have run the fog is they fall down a hill. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, like, water can take the burns from the uh, fo- acid fog away. This also, by the way, flies in the face of something we're told later in the movie, which yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll get to when we get there. Yeah. Uh, but if acid fog wasn't bad enough, now we have to deal with uh, a Rafiki who's pissed the fuck off. War of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah, we'll, no, yeah, we, baboons or we, whatever the hell they we are. We have entered into War of the Planet of the Mandrels. Oh my god, these guys are nasty looking. Yeah, and but it, look real. Good yeah, CGI and, though. Yeah, this CGI helps us in the dark, but like it's convincing, for sure. And yeah, like mandrels are vicious as fuck in real life, but again, these are like genetically engineered mandrels to like come in and beat the they're shit s- out of you. They're scary looking. They are. Like I, I would not want. I would not want to fuck. Well, well, well no, I don't want to fuck. Not with these those teeth, dude. You see those teeth? Oh my god, no. Like, no, like, thank you. Mandrels in real life have like they have some chompers, bro. Yeah. And like randomly, so like they're 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 fighting these mandrels, not running them out of nowhere. Like one of these people, like these changelings. Who have people, yeah, like, this is a, yeah another. She like partner. comes out of nowhere and like jumps between Peter and a mandrel. <laughs> it gets killed. And gets like just like like a bit like chunk of her neck bitten out. It's like, dude, you're supposed to be good at camouflage. Like, why wouldn't you just wait? Well, there's a reason for it. It's because, like, they, they, well, can't, they can't die. Well, yeah, but you know what I'm saying, though. Yeah. I mean, you could have waited until, like, the, you know, they were a little bit, like, they, they could have fought behind them, you know, when all the mandrels or whatever were running. You know what I mean? Like, but, they could have fought from behind or something. But, but something they, they have in this one that they didn't have in the first Hunger Games. The, the crane, like, yeah, the the the, bo- yeah, the corpse the pickup. <laughs> oh shit! Somebody's dead. <laughs> send send in the claw. Put your quarter in before you do it. Now, come on. It's like uh-huh. ah crap, missed. Come on. <laughs> it's like fa- the body starts falling apart. You're trying to pick it up. Yeah. Ah. It's play. It, it's it's one of those claws you play till you win. You're good. <laughs> You're gonna grab something. You're good. Yeah. There are no sharks in this lake, but they do have fish, which is what they eat, which is what they eat, and. Yeah. Oysters that actually ha- that have actual pearls in them. Yeah. Uh, so we also meet up with the other tributes later after this. Joanna, uh, Beatty, and Amanda Plummer's character, whose name also escapes me. Who, like, man, they, you think mandrels are bad? They got rained blood on. Yeah, dude. They come out like they were like in like carry or something like that. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like Joanna's bitch just like and she's, like just like cast like I fucking hate you. Just like what what, what, what did I do? Yeah, I was like, uh, hello? Like, what? Yeah. And that's where we find out what this whole, like, what this whole uh, thing is. This is basically, what uh, Amanda Plummer's character figures out is that this is a, cl- that this is a clock. There's like, so there's a tree that, like, lightning hits every, lightning hits every Tw- hour. Every 12 hours. Every, no, every hour, not every 12 hours. Oh, I thought the lightning strike was just for noon and midnight. Or maybe, maybe I'm not sure, but. Yeah. Uh, the, the the cornucopia is in divided section, and there's a threat is contained to each section. Yeah, so you get a threat per hour. Yeah, which you think, okay, so whatever one just had a threat, you go in the one right, but you go in the one right before, or you stay in there. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> uh, again, capital stone cold starts cheating. Well, first of all, all the super badass tributes get dispatched like nothing. Yeah, yeah. All they decided because they have to rotate the grid to kind of like basically confuse them because yeah. they're like, oh shit, somebody figured it out. The fact that Amanda Plummer's character figures it out should warrant they should keep it. You know what I mean? Because yeah. who would have ever thought something like that? Yeah, and like and like Alan Richardson gets shot by an arrow, dies pretty pretty easily. 
Uh, and then, but yeah, and then Plutarch is like, okay, they figured they figured this shit out. Spin it around. That's some intense spinning, though, too. By the way, again, flies in the face. What we're told later, but we'll. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of stupid that they do this again. I hate when they like gotta continually mix shit up with this, like mix up the like the rules of the game and stuff. Uh, but yeah, so uh, yeah, Amanda Plummer's character dies. They don't know what time it is. Which, if you think about it, wouldn't all you have to do is find? Wouldn't all you have to do is find the tree <laughs> that the lightning hits? But my thing is, okay, you. It doesn't even matter about that if you've already known that you had like what the mandrels, you've had the raining blood, you've had the fog. You can kind of figure it out after a while. I mean, you you could figure out what's going you know what i mean what's going on yeah ne- next next thread is birds that repeat stuff but yeah they're not, that really, they're not marking like, jays like bir- birds on acid <laughs> yeah birds on acid that's it yeah and so pete so bees gonna they're like okay you know, we're gonna we're gonna use the same tactic i would use to win my games they're gonna electrocute the water and the sand anyone who's standing on the sand or in the water is going to die if no one's standing on these well <laughs> so my thing is what if nobody goes? Like it's like you. Yeah, like what? What if, what if no? What if nobody's in the water? You're banking everybody's going to be either in the water or on the sand. Yeah, like that's a, or in the water, basically in the water. It's a big gamble to take. Yeah. Uh, but and he also, you know, Pete and Cat have big heart to heart. Where Pete, where Pete are just like, like, yeah, people, yeah, people who need you. I don't know, nobody needs me. And you know, this is a scene where like you start, you really have to feel like the relationship between the two of them grow. Yeah, I, I, I do, and I, again, I'll give that the. Uh, the obviously done a lot better here. Yeah, absolutely. Like the chemistry between them feels believable in this yeah. one. Yeah. Whereas the first one, it just it was like it, it it lacked completely the whole entire time. Yeah. And also the other black tribute died. Whatever. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Uh, it's we, like, okay. We 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 knew that guy knew Hamish. That's all you need to be yeah. invested. So they so they set up this coil this coil around the tree of the light is gonna hit, but they really insist on how this is done. So like, okay, Peta, you say to protect me, Joanna and Katniss, you go and you do you and you you do your thing, and you yeah. get this in the water. Yeah, they're ambushed by the two district two tributes, but Joanna like knocks her out and takes the tracker out of her arm. Which that thing's buried deep. How far did they cut into her arm? You must have some sharp nails. That's also got to be got to be like surgical as fuck to do that. That's got to be pretty deep, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so she wakes up. Everyone's gone. Lightning's about to. Sh- <laughs> I love this reaction. Lightning's yeah. about to strike the tree. She shoots she it and she basically just it, like yeah. she destroys the dome. Which is which is hilarious. Yeah, because I, she, lo- I yeah. love Snow Space. She's like, ha ha, I got you now, bitch. And then he's just like, huh. Well, because she tied the yeah, she tied the coil onto the arrow. Yeah, it was funny because it didn't look like there was enough coil to walk that back to the water at all. No, well, they also they also they also cut the they also cut the cord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe there was. Yeah, Yeah. well, because he he put a ton of wrapping on that tree. Yeah, it's like maybe you need to be this thorough, but you're the genius, not me. So yeah. So, anyways, Candace gets picked up by the claw. We find out that the whole (laughs) we're told. So they get to the ship, and inside is Hamish. Plutarch and Finnick. Uh, now they're basically saying, like, look, the whole goal was to get you out of there. Half the yeah. up, uh, we need you alive. It's like, excuse me. Yeah, like she was, she was part of the plan all along. Right, but if you wanted to keep her alive, Paul, uh, <laughs> Philip Seymour Hoffman, why the fuck were you trying to kill her so much? 
yeah, like I guess you had to make it believable to President Snow that there wasn't like you kind of were playing sides, I guess, but you still could have risked that. Though. Right, but she could have very easily died in a lot of these situations. Oh, absolutely! Like the the fog, the fog especially. The fog, the monkeys, the, the spin, the, the, the spinning, monkeys, yeah, everything. Yeah, there's a lot of like you're any, really banking on her to survive all this. Stuff. Any of that could have killed her. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so. Uh, Gale is also here. We find out that PETA was taken by the Capitol. Him and Joanna were captured. Mm-hmm. And we see that Gale is there in District 12. Gale's the Vic. They unload a lot in the last, like, 20 minutes. Yeah, my thing is, how did... Yeah, but how did Gale know where to randomly find Katniss? Okay, yeah, basically... So, basically, yeah. everything we're told in the last couple of minutes... Uh, Kat- Katniss is, look, we're in the middle of a revolution. Katniss is the Mockingjay. Peter's been kidnapped. District 12 is destroyed. We're going to District 13, which we previously thought was destroyed. Yeah. So, yeah, so there is, yeah, there are people on District 13. It's like kind of like everything she thought was like not, you know what I mean? It's kind of like yeah. she didn't really know what the hell was going on. And ma- ma- the ending of this movie kind of pisses me off because, like, did this remind you of anything? How it ends? Yeah. What are you talking about? When her she goes, but so Gail comes to see the, her. The, the, and then the, the fact, the fact that this is the fact that this is like blatantly a setup for the next movie. Oh yeah, what was what the hell? Well, what what do you? Uh, to me, to me, this is to? to me this is totally Matrix Matrix Reloaded. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's been a while since I've seen Reloaded, man. But yeah, that, that I, I totally at first I thought like okay, this is totally Matrix Reloaded, and I'm and I'm pissed but, off. But but my thing is especially when you invest two hours and twenty five minutes in this movie, you know what I mean. It, it it has to have a better. It should have had a better hook to the third movie. You know what I mean? Exactly. That's where I think that this one kind of just eh. That's the kind of like one of the the negatives I'll say. The runtime on this one too. But that's the Hunger Games catching fire. So Russell, final thoughts on this movie? How do you think it compares to the first one? Kind of how you and I were talking about. It. I think it's more concise. Uh, I do think it's a little bit on the long side. It's a couple minutes longer than the first one. I think we really could have like cut a little bit of this stuff out to make it more con- a little bit more tighter. You know what I mean? Um, but uh, kind of what we were saying, the praises of it though, I like the Katniss and PETA relationship. I do think that it's a lot more believable than the first one. Um, I love the addition of Philip Seymour Hoffman as uh, Plutarch. Is it Plutarch? Yeah, Plutarch. Um, I love, I, I love him as an addition. I think, you know, just what he brings to the, the camera is just tremendous. Um, and I kind of like the direction they're going with this film. Again, I think it does suffer from just being a little bit too long, but overall, a lot of the things are more tight. They're more concise. Um, and even, like I said, like we said, the, the, the love story between the two characters has definitely a lot more believable. You can definitely see like the, the special effects and everything around it is, is good. I just wish that they would have ended this film because again, you're invested for two hours and 25 minutes. I just wish they would have ended it with a little bit more of a cliffhanger that gets you wanting more. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I don't like the way, I don't like the way that they ended it. I mean, it's not that it's a cliffhanger, it's a cliffhanger that just like, yeah, I don't care. I don't care about the next one. Yeah, it's like, well, okay, like, you got to make it, like, you've put that much time into it, you know what I mean? Throw, be a little bit more, even if you have to, have to add a couple minutes to it. Yeah, it's it's just, it, it's just so it's just so much, like, unloading in the last couple minutes, and then just, like, really, you're going to be, to be continued. Yeah. But, yeah, and I, I do think it's yeah. a better, I do think it's better yeah. than the first one, for sure. For for sure, I, I, I agree with that. Yeah, uh, I think that, you know, the performances are better, the relationships are more fleshed out. I think Francis Lawrence did a better job with the characters in this movie. The games are more... I think Jennifer more... Lawrence really cares in this one, too. She does, yeah, and despite yeah, the, despite the fact that, despite the fact that it takes forever to get to the game, I think the games are more exciting. I like, I like the new environment as, of being so in the I. jungle. Um, 
yeah, again, uh, the the budget there clearly shows, and it shows why this is considered to be the best of this franchise. And it's a fitting place to end before we go into the worst of this franchise, but that's for next week. Uh, so, yeah, that's, that's going to do it for us here tonight. Uh, Russell, you want to get a plug before we head out? Yeah, you can find us notorious by chance on YouTube. Or, yeah, on YouTube, obviously. Yeah, that's the the new place where Chance has been doing the top five. And I think the latest episode just dropped with um, what was it? Top um, top five superhero portrayals. Superhero portrayals. Um, so check that out on YouTube. Also, you can find us on Facebook, Notorious by Chance. Go ahead and join that group. Um, we're sitting over 400 uh, members at the time of this recording, which is great. Um, but yeah, we're really trying to get people to participate a lot more in the uh, in the uh, polls. I mean, we really you know we're thankful for the people that do. Uh, but yeah, find us out on there, and then yeah, that's pretty much it. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, at Chance World underscore ninety one. Check out uh, check me out on the Schmodown. I just had my latest match drop today. Uh, me versus Brendan Meyer. Not gonna tell you how it went, but it was a fun match, and I would highly encourage you all go check it out on the Schmodown Entertainment Network. And uh, yeah, uh, thank you for listening. Like I said, we'll be back next week for Mockingjay Part One. And oh if it's anything like I remember, it's it's, uh, it's gonna be a long one. And it's the shortest one of the uh, franchise too. Yeah, and it shows. Uh, anyways, oh thank thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.